Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is Tony Forlenza, and you're listening to Rise of the Atlanteans, Atlantis Rising, D&D podcast. Join us and see how crazy things can get. Welcome. So, we'll do a recap really quick. That way, she can pick her spells, and you can go chew them out, and you can come back and get to pick her spells. All right? So, what do you guys remember from the last time we played? Last time, her mom was trapped. So, I'm behind behind. Right, right, right. So, and we were trying, she was trying to escape. So, I'm like, I think I, think I missed one. Mm-hmm. Right? So, her mom was trapped. And we were trying to prevent her from escaping. So right. that was what I remember last. Okay. That's mine. Same thing for you, pretty much, right? Right. We were on a floaty castle thing, headed down to investigate what, where all the bug things were coming from. Yep. Okay. So this was a way a back ago. before I think we knew her mom was even yeah. not so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. sum it up for us. Okay, so... For, for Kelsey, too? Yeah. Okay, so, so Kelsey, we went down into the bugs, we got the queen, we got her to understand that the golems were there, and then what ended up happening? So the golem, golems had colon reinforcements, and then the golems left their stronghold, mm-hmm. and we went to go attack the stronghold, the golem stronghold, right? Mm-hmm. So, because we figured, my, we knew my mom was in there, mm-hmm. and we, we were on the saving her mom mission. Right, saving mom mission, or killing mom. So uh so we go in. There were still a couple of the robots left. Mm-hmm. Um little normal ones. Though. Little normal ones, right. Fought a little with them. One of them ended up staying, kind of surrendering. Mm-hmm. Found mom. Mom well, Maid believes that mom was brainwashed. Everybody else believes that mom was turned evil. <laughs> I believe. I was trying to take mom out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Save mom, uh, and so mom was apparently the person that had been turning the golems large by feeding them uh, royal, royal jelly. jelly from the myrmidons. Yep, and dragon essence. And, okay, yes, and dragon essence. So we interrupted that. Had to fight a big golem. Had to fight a weakened myrmidon. Tried to get mom. <laughs> Didn't work. Mom screwed around with us a little bit. We ended up freeing some captives, um, who were there were our other sisters, right? Yeah, well, they our other they were on peers. the train. On the, yeah. on the train, yeah. that's right. Ended up getting a little broken. Um, baby robot. Ba- baby, baby robot. Bailey, baby Gollum. His name's Cliff Black. He's with us now. Uh, and mom never came with us. So where's mom? Mom, did she get away? She, we got away. She stayed. She, um, but the bad guy was You guys was got that ruby. Yeah. She got the ruby, and Ru- Clicklack got the other ruby. And she basically, you guys got one of the rubies. There are two eyes of the statue that you put into this giant world statue's belt buckle. The secret door opened up. And it was basically the bad guys, the main bad guys, secret room, treasure room. And inside of there, on this giant pedestal, was this giant robot frame made out of the same metal that her arm was made out of. 
It's called Sonala. It's like this like anime we're bringing wherever. And they got in there. Um, she realized that this thing was basically a suit or something that uh, the bat main guy wanted to transfer his right. essence into. And um, a bunch of treasure in the back. Um, before you guys could really do anything else, the stronghold where you guys were at came under attack. The, 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 the bad golem said, come back. They knew you were there. You guys kind of set up some alarms. Um, so they started hauling butt back. You had a big old battleship outside kind of protecting you with a bunch of dragons as well. So they kind of redirected the fight so you guys could escape. Um, but long and short of it is, Maeve's mom, determined not to leave with them, was able to turn herself invisible, lock herself in this room, in the throne room, excuse me, while you guys were basically coming under attack. So she's still there. Um, she's convinced that the giant robot thing that she helped build out of the same metal as her arm is for her dead husband. She has, she has a spirit of her dead husband still. And she wants to transfer his essence into this giant robot because that's the way the future, we're all flesh, we're not, we're not meant to stay in this world forever. If we become robots, then we can live forever. And she wants that's how she wants to bring her husband back to life. So, um, she's convinced that the face of the city looks like the bad boss bad guy. So she's like, no, this is the thing for the bottom to put a bad guy to make it feel stronger. Um, you did get some of that liquid Sagala. Right. So you wanted to work on your arms. Right. Is that something you had, you guys have had a month of downtime since yeah. then, uh, uh, while you've been kind of picking off, uh, Myrmidons. So they succeeded in building a wall right here. To separate the myrmidons from their hives. So now they're all like, like when you spray bees with a mist or whatever and they get all confused, all the myrmidons are just confused and flying around lazily, just not under any kind of direction at all. So you guys have been just picking them off. Like, hey, it's cool. Um, so slowly the, the city has been floating north towards Aslan, just picking off these bugs as they go. So you've had a month of downtime. Um, you wanted to mess around with this thing and be buddies with Quick Clack. Yeah. Um, so a month is actually only 15 days in Atlantis. So uh, a week is five days, a month is three weeks. So it's 15 days. So, um, it's actually, today is April 1st, okay, in Atlantis. Um, just an idea of what you guys have been doing in the last month. I'm going to give you some other little hints too. Can I take a picture? Yeah. I took a picture, didn't I? I sent it to you. Yeah. You don't like that one? I don't remember. <laughs> the the library of doom. Um, oh, and additionally, so to recap, the other groups, the senior um, game group, the right and left arm of Atlas, they went and fought this gigantic worm. That's a, basically a demon worm. And when they came back, they had this dagger. And you guys met a Molzit. And Amalzit was there with Jupiter, who's was was the urban deity, urban goddess. And you guys saw this Amalzit guy, and you're like, yeah, okay, pretty cool. And all of a sudden, these other guys showed up, the senior teams, with this dagger, and Amalzit started freaking out. He's like, keep that dagger as far away from me as you can. Turns out, this is a cursed artifact. And since then, on Laputa, as you guys have been traveling north, you guys have been constantly bombarded by creatures that are trying to get in through the shield to get this dagger. It is a beacon of evil. So they actually took it and put it in their treasury. They have a treasury in Laputa 
it's actually like an extra dimensional space, uh, extra dimensional space that they kind of locked it away in for now as they try to figure out what to do with this thing. It is pure evil. It cannot be allowed to continue uh, in Atlantis. It's like the One Ring. It's bad news. Um, Moles, it's like, I don't know what to do. And he kind of like goes off and does his own thing because he's like in shell shock. He's got like PTSD from seeing his dagger. Um, so you guys have had a month though, and you guys have steadily started to see an increase in attacks on the food. People are constantly trying to get in. So even though it's inside this yep. dimension, it's still emanating. It still has yep. Okay. Um, it culminates one night. Uh, you guys start hearing alarms going off. You're made it up to almost just south of that Aslan. And this is a floating city. So so far, it's just been you guys and the other two teams. It's a huge city. It's very empty. And they're like, maybe we should start inviting people to our city. So um, your renown and your notoriety starts, you know, uh, spreading around Atlantis, and um, people start coming to visit. So the shield blocks out bugs, Myrmidons, blocks out bugs, and now you're hiding it to also block out golems. Right? So golems can't get through the shield unless you allow them to come through the shield. But other people are starting to come and visit the city. And there is a tavern now that's been reopened and rebuilt called Atlas's Arms and Ales. So it's named after the left and right arms of Atlas. Um, so one night, um, the one group is kind of hanging out in the bar, and long story short, they get attacked by three assassins, by three women that are posing as interested parties for other extracurricular activities, and they saw through their ruse, and they're all poisoned, and the assassins tried to kill them, and they were getting, trying to get information about where the dagger was being hit at. So as soon as that happened, they're like, all right, they're trying to breach our defenses, this is going to get bad, we need to do something about this. So the one team actually just went into hell on Thursday night because they have a connection with someone. I'm not going to ruin the surprise too much. Uh, you'll find out next time we play, but because they're still in hell right now. And they're trying to figure out what exactly to do, what exactly they can do to destroy this cursed artifact. They say to you guys the same thing. Figure out what to do. You guys got a month. Figure out what you can about this dagger, what we can do to destroy it, what, whatever. Figure it out. We're going to go up. We're going to go to Avernus. We're going to go to Hell. And we'll try to get some information too. So in your month of click-clacking or working with Sagala, what do you guys want to do in that downtime? In that time that not only are you killing Myrmidons, but you're also trying to figure out what to do with this cursed dagger. All right? So I'll start with you because you already had a couple things in your mind. So you, so you for sure, you want to try to incorporate this thing in your arm. Yeah, the uh, liquid Sagala. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I know we talked, it's a little beyond you mm -hmm. right now, but you have been getting people to the city. You have been inviting other artificers and other gnomes mm -hmm. to the city. So I'm going to let you, if you want, um, do a couple of, like, a, um, not research, but... You're going to try to coordinate with other no representatives. So give me, we'll say it's a carousing check. So give me like three persuasion checks. You know my first one's right? So <laughs> Can use I ask your for intelligence Kelly? modifier. Oh, okay. Oh, that's you. That's, that's really fun. Uh, can I ask for help from Kelly too? Since you might know other gnomes. Um, he's more of a potion guy. Okay. Um, 
But start start with him. So okay. give me a persuasion check with advantage, a normal persuasion charisma check with advantage to, to see if Kelly will point you in the right direction. Alright, so when you say persuasion, you can mind intelligence. That's whatever so I want. The first line, this is a charisma one. So it's straight up persuasion one with advantage though. With Kelly. Oh my god, I rolled a four and a one. <laughs> Alright. That's fine. So Kelly's like Sorry, trip on the way in the door. No, yeah, no. <laughs> we're nervous. You know, he's a stubborn little gnome. Um so he's he's in the brewing in the back there with his with his little uh, tools and his alchemy set, and he gets excited when he sees you come in. Long and short, you make some conversation with him. You're like, hey, you know, I'm kind of looking for someone that can help me with uh, mechanical inventions. And he, he kind of it's like, oh, you're, you're not here to talk about potions and, and ask me out. And whatever, whatever, you know, I, I think he's, he's he's like. <laughs> he's, he's, he stumbles over his words. He's like, no, I, no, I mean, I didn't know anyone. I, maybe if you come back soon, I mean, maybe we can sit down and have some kind of like dinner, maybe, and we'll, we'll talk about it. But then I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know anyone. <laughs> very awkward. Like he's very, very geekish. Awkward. Like, huh? Like just the fact that he got that out, it's like he's like about to go back in the back and throw up. So he's like, sir, no, Yeah, I'm going to go to the friend director after this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just awkward. Yeah, super, super awkward. Awkward. So, all right, so now three intelligence-based persuasion checks. All right. So roll them one at a time because one might not use the next. So five. All right, so the first one. So you're trying to put your feelers out there, trying to see who's all coming to Laputa. Um, granted... You know, rumors fly. Um, you guys have been trying to keep this devil's dagger, you know, under key, under wraps. Like, you don't want people knowing about this devilish artifact that's in the middle of your city. So, um, but, of course, rumors get around. So you're pretty sure that people aren't coming because of that. And it's more the glory hounds that are coming, not the intellectuals. It's like, I want to go hang out with these cool, you know, worm slayers and whatever, monster slayers. Not the, hey, let's go investigate the awesome architecture, architecture and technology of this ancient city. So nobody has shown up yet in the first five days. So let's go for the second five days. Go ahead and roll another intelligence base one. All right. And, I mean, for Maeve, she, knowing that she's super awkward with people, she might give up early on talking to people and just go straight to the library, quite honestly. Okay. So, but you won't know. The library is good, but the library is 20,000 years old. So that's another reason why you're not going to find a lot on this devil's dagger. Okay. Um, so this city has been buried for 20,000 years. So the library is dated. Um, as so far as it goes... Yeah, of course. Roll, okay. Roll for the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it doesn't have um, what you might expect from um, a current library. So granted, Atlantis tens of thousands of years ago was super advanced and then they went into the dark ages and now they're kind of slowly getting back to where they were but Sagala has always been a curious kind of thing it's always been an intriguing um, material to work with so you should find a little bit on Sagala in the library um, back in the day um, before the shield came up before the shield came up Sagala was um, Meteor meteoric metal. So it came from outer space. 
and impacted on Earth. So there might be a little bit of information. The Sagala that's here now has been perverted by the Soul Stone. It creates Sagala because it's a metal now that it's found on the Earth. So it kind of creates it to, 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 to imitate the rest of the world, pretending like everything underneath the dome is the rest of the world, not the next dome. So like I said, so you might find something, you might not. So it's up to you. You want to go do research instead? Um, I just feel like that's what me would would get fed up if she's not doing well talking to people. Mm -hmm. okay. I feel like she would give up probably talk, trying to talk to people. Okay. So for the research, give me an investigation check. Investigation? Mm -hmm. I get a plus eight. An 18 plus eight. Okay, so that's better. So you go to the library. The library. Exactly. So you go to the library, and it's it's still it's still kind of basic. You got you guys power these things with these crystals mm -hmm. that gradually some of you are finding. Um, unfortunately, the other two groups are more intent on you know hobo murdering people and doing stuff like that. So or murder hobos, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're not too intellectual. They've unlocked parts of the um, the healing temple and the the sorcerer sanctum and stuff like that for spells, but the library is just basically unlocked. So um, using the library um, for specific areas, right now it's a blanket advantage check on research. So you have unlocked that. So if you continue to unlock certain things, adding by adding crystals, you get a plus 10 to your checks for certain checks. But right now that is totally locked. But you have figured out the library, so for your third check, you have an investor advantage on, let's say, a technology, so let's make it a history check. Okay. With advantage. So I have written down here from the last time that we went to the library when we were trying to research Myrmidon tunnels, mm -hmm. I, I have something written down here. It says double history checks in the library. What does that mean? Okay. I don't remember. Do, do I get... Was it just for that day? Like, I wrote it down underneath my abilities. Double history checks? It says double history checks, and I don't really know what that means, but that's what I'd written down. Remember when we were researching mm -hmm. about the Myrmidon tunnels? And we did, like, a pretty good job of finding information there? Mm -hmm. Double. It, yeah, that's what I had, If I had to guess, it's not advantage, it's double. It's double history checks, and then advantage on survival for the Myrmidon tunnels, but double history checks. Did you do something with the gems before? With the... Might have. But it wouldn't have doubled anything. It would have just... Oh, you know what? It might double your proficiency modifier. Ain't it? So... I'll... I'll, uh... I'll... No, you're fine. So we'll go for that. So I'll double your history modifier in it then. history... Okay. So plus 8. So plus 16. On whatever I roll. Oh my goodness. I know, right? Watch me. <laughs> 18. Okay. So, you're basically doing the, the catalog in. and the Dewey Decimal System. You're able to, if you want. Oh, yeah, what do I do? That's what, 36? 30. 34. Uh, so, 18 plus 16? So, 34. 34, yeah. So, 340 experience points. Okay. Yeah. I will write that down right now. That is your roll for tonight. I'm like, ooh, gosh, that. Oh, that All right. Um, 
So no, you you are able to use the resources at your disposal, and you unlock this plethora of information on Sadala. So basically, you find out that um, kind of the opposite of adamantium. Adamantium and rubies and stuff like that. You got to keep it super hot to melt it. Sadala is um, can be altered using radiant energy. So it's not heat that melts it. It's like a form of radiant energy that that you kind of, you, you need like a radiant pan almost to etch it and to mold it and do things with. Um, the fact that this device that you've got is, has magnetic dampeners on it to mm -hmm. keep it in a liquid form. Now you're looking at it, you're like, you kind of angle it a little bit and you see almost like a little pinprick of light coming from each end. And you're like, that's gotta be some kind of radiant energy which is keeping it in a liquid form. Um, so knowing that, um, you take your arm, you kind of look at it a little bit, and you're like, now how can I incorporate this thing into my arm without obviously bulking it up, without changing, without changing the properties and keeping it in a liquid form? So I'll say since you rolled so high, she's really big into radiant stuff, so she's mm -hmm. a cleric. So you want to help her at all? Sure. What's yeah, the matter? So when I realize it's radiant. I'm just, I, I've been out of the room, so I just noticed all the Star Wars bus. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out where we They're are. They're not all Star Wars bus. You'll see, you'll, you'll I, know what they I are see. in a minute. Deadpool, Deadpool and there's yeah. Dr. Strange. Oh, Dr. Strange. So. Anyway. Mike, Mike could you help me a, a wee bit? The, the new metal, the liquid metal, uh, it seems to be um, adaptable to radiant energy, and you're quite a specialist with that. Would you be able to help me out with that? Sure, I try your bestest. So now you two start thinking about what you're doing for three weeks, 15 days of downtime, what you can be doing, either training or reaching out to people or investing or mm -hmm. finding your steed. Mm -hmm. cool. I don't see it right now. Steed, I don't think. That's so, donkey. any radiant damage type of spells? No, so you can just. So what, what you can do, right? No, so what you can do is. Kind of channel your clerical energy into you know whatever she asks you to help her do. Okay. So first of all, give me a religion check. <laughs> oh God, this is a way to start the night. <laughs> One. Um, but a three. So her blonde kicks in, so, <laughs> and she's all like, "So radiant. So you just like want me to stand here?" <laughs> And glow. Yes, you're lovely. No, I mean nothing. I can wave my hair around. It's radiant. It sure is love. You are lovely. No, I mean the thing you do with the holy symbol and all. Yeah. So super distracted. You're not very scientificy. So you're like more like radiant stuff. Of course, I can totally show up. Wait, I'm sorry. I have to meditate. So you kind of look at her and you're like. Like, it's almost like Scooby-Doo. Like, it's like, you're Daphne. Don't call me Daphne. And she's Velma. I'm Velma. I'm Luna. And you're just like, oh my god. What am I doing? What am, what am I doing? Um, so, it's rough. Um, you do have some other higher level people that are around in Makuta. Um, they're not clerical, so it'd be rough. There's one guy, He's uh, his name is Volvnik. He's a, a halfling cleric of peace, um, but he was bit by a vampire and died, and now he's got a really strange fascination with blood. And like any people that come around him, it's awkward. 
You know, he's he's a good guy, but at the same time, like he's got to constantly be trying to around humans. So I'll roll for him really quick and see what he's able to do, radiant wise. With my new. Gotta be better than me. With the green dice, all right, fourteen. So he kind of he kind of tells you to tell your other you know life clerk friend. Um, what you gotta do is stand there and maybe like pump some of your, like just hold her hand and just focus and spell slots energy transfer to her whenever she's doing something. Um, in case if you explain exactly what you want to do to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I explain. I'd like to incorporate. I'd like to incorporate the this liquid metal into my arm so that my arm is actually more malleable. Instead of being one, just a form of that as an arm, maybe I can make it into other things. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it, 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 took her, it actually took her two minutes to respond. Yeah. She just was staring at you like, uh-huh. So all I need you to do is like, uh -huh. I'm just going to stick my hand out. Yeah. And... And I'm just, just gonna hold them there, Wonderful. and then if something comes out of them and helps you, that would be really good, right? That would be awesome. Just like okay. one on each shoulder, that would be great. Oh, on yeah, the yeah, on the shoulder, so that, like, the yeah. energy goes through. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, uh, no, uh, no, more shoulders, the oh. front, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna close so, my eyes now. So. You honestly feel like, I'm going to leave this up to you, you honestly feel like with what you know right now and with as advanced as this technology is, you've got about a 50-50 shot. And then you you got to keep in mind, she's real blonde right now. <laughs> real, real blonde. Do you really want to resist? Just energy. Just energy. Don't think. <laughs> just meditate. Just go to your happy place. Okay. It's all happy. Do I, so do I feel like, see... I'm feeling like it's a 50-50 shot, but do I feel like I'm going to get better if I wait? Like, there's oh, going to yeah. be a better opportunity if I wait. Yeah. You're going to get more learned. Um, you're going to have more experience with participating. Um, so yeah, especially with trying. especially with where you're about to go. Is there any other people, like, is, are me or her wisdom smarter to tell her to do? Think about this? <laughs> I'm very wise. I'm I just mean, awesome. Even click clack kind of comes around. And he kind of watches what you're doing. And he kind of pants his head, and you start kind of, you start kind of like opening your arm and yeah. messing with it. And you, he slowly starts backing away, <laughs> and you're like, mm. and my tree, of course, is like, wait, no, because my tree, my tree is very wise. She's just different. So she's, you're just worried, yeah, and I'm just, you know. I, I really think this will work. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it, it just comes in. And she's like, well, this might work. And then she channels her energy. And we'll see what. So, what I'm going to do, I need to roll again. No, it's up to her. Okay. If she, she wants, wants to make it happen. So, maybe if I see Click Clack. Because he's, he's used to. He came from the place that this metal came from. Mm -hmm. So, if I see him being hesitant and I know. I'm just not feeling it. No? Not. Sorry, my treat. Maybe some other time. Just, I'm not, it's no I problem. need to. I need to just learn a little bit yeah. more. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so I'm sorry. And just maybe some other time. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, she's too blonde to be offended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Her hair's actually white. Oh, I'm real blonde. So Black like only has blonde. three fingers. So once my tree leaves, she kind of just does this to you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Um, thumbs up. So. 
And then, you know, you've got one week left, so he, this is taking two weeks. So the last okay. week, you're going to send him a quick lap. Yeah, I'm going to try to fix him as much as I can. All right, give me a tinker tool check. Um, I'm trying to think what I add to that. So, so my beauty tools or your intelligence and just uh, your proficiency modifier. So probably the same thing as he plus three. Yeah, so it'd be a plus eight. Mm -hmm. Seven plus eight. <coughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. So you get a little bit more mobility in him. Yeah. Um, at first, obviously, because you just came home with you guys, you're kind of asking him, you know, can I work on your like, because he's melted, like he's a melted. Gone. So his mobility is kind of wonky. Um, you can tell now that he's got like little like fiber hairs in his fingers and his legs that allows him to walk on. Um, but he's really hesitant about you basically breaking his leg, you know, to, to break that mold that's melted across his kneecaps or whatever um, to get more mobility. So at first he's kind of like, eh, I don't know that. but near the end of the week, he got he kind of finally gives in. Okay, and he lets you do it, especially because you have your new spells. So, Analyze Contraption and Impart Knowledge. So, Analyze Contraption. This is all in the player's handbook. So, it takes one minute to cast this. It's got a range of 10 feet, and it lasts 10 minutes. For the duration, you gain advantage on intelligence investigation checks to figure out how a device, excuse me, trap or mechanism works. If you are successful in your investigation check when analyzing a device, you gain advantage on any ability checks used to disarm or operate the object's mechanisms for the duration. So basically, you analyze click clack. Mm. You spend uh, one minute casting it, and then for ten minutes, you kind of just are working on him. He's he's a device. Or a mechanism. Mm -hmm. So you finally figured out, and he recognizes that. He knows gnomes. He knows gnomes are able to do this. So once he gets past the fact that you are your daughter's or your mother's daughter, and he didn't trust uh, Fiona a whole lot, he kind of calms down a little bit and he lets you work on him. So you're successful. You you gain you get you give him an extra five feet of movement. So and I can email these to your. I, I emailed you awesome. the book, right? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yep. Actually, I have the emergency repair and analyze conception on my old pages here. I must have typed it in. Okay. And then, so emergency repair, I think, is a another a different one. first word. level. Yeah. yeah. But then you also got important knowledge, right? Important knowledge, yeah. So I Second level, casting time, one action, duration, one hour, or instantaneous. You touch a creature and impart it with specific knowledge that you choose. I have to touch it? Yep. The knowledge appears as images accompanied with phrases from your memory or from your own knowledge. There are two different durations depending on the knowledge you impart. For single conveyance of information, the duration is instantaneous, and the creature you touch can learn information that you know about a specific person or subject. Alternatively, you create your cr the creature you touch can temporarily learn one skill that you are proficient with. For one hour, the creature is also proficient with that skill. So you can give somebody um, proficiency with a skill that you are trained in. Mm -hmm. Or you can just impart information that you know right now instantaneously from like a download. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know. So that's just instantaneous. It doesn't like, it's not like lasts. 
But the skill lasts for one hour, right? One hour, yep. And I have to touch them. Mm -hmm. And does that take an action, or...? Yes. The spell, to cast a spell is an action. It's just part of the touch. Okay. And does it require VSM, verbal... Somatic. Just somatic. Mm -hmm. Just touching them. That is a somatic component. Alright. Alright. Sounds good, thank you. Kelsey, what are you doing for a month? Are you just working on your steed and... I have to pull up my handbook, but I think... Um, I've just been kind of roaming around. I think I was trying to research my past before I became undead. Okay. Because um, I, you know, of course, lost all my memories, and I have little bits and pieces that I recall. Mm -hmm. So I think I was kind of roaming around... Um, Heading towards work, right? Yeah. You're going towards um, Ulanga, yeah. the capital. Ulanga, yeah. So I was headed in that direction because um, I wanted to do some genealogy. Okay. Figure out if I could find anything where it would mention me or my family before I became undead, and then along the way I found my lovely new steed. Okay. That I'm. Which is a camel. Still thinking of a name. Yes, I found a camel. <laughs> And I've decided to keep him, and I've been working on training him okay. so that I can look from what I call and help me with my upcoming adventures. Right. So, yeah, that's so what you can I'm name doing. him. So give me a um, investigation check. Total? I have zero next to investigation. Okay. So. so you go to Ulanga, and orcs are inherently very spiritual people. Yeah. They normally embrace the undead. Um, they're very polar. Some of them are like, yeah, you are the epitome of our ancestors. Come back to life. Some of them are the opposite. They're like, you're not normal. You're, you're not. We communicate with our ancestors spiritually. We, we don't want them to come back. So you kind of have like a love-hate relationship. Isn't this amazing? Out of any of us, I think, the animatronics are like the biggest uh, problem right now for us. But word travels. Yeah. And I know. So that's what I'm saying is, I'm not going to leave that. So let's just tell them everything. Oh, tell them everything, right? And yeah. so it's going to be our best chance to say. Yeah. yeah. We can, you know, beat feet if we need to. Yeah. We got Piero and the solar flare. Heroes okay. stole food up. You guys took Oh, it. what did we take? Train. Oh, a train? Okay. Alright. Well, we can use friends. And I don't care. Oh, you know, because that. Who's your friend? Well, I, I don't have oh. a friend. I have to go well, find well, this person. Friends, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, cool. that's awesome. You I'm, gotta look cool. out for us, okay? Great. <laughs> Alright, so he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't have any direct. Friends right now that I can refer you to, but I can definitely uh, find somebody to, to send to you. Um, so I will just, you guys can just go to the Firefly Cellar or Firefly Tower, and you guys can hang out there. And um, Vanier is the head of that tower. Uh, so Vanier, it was just Dominic. Vanier? Vanier, yeah. V A R N Y R. Vanier. Vanier? Vanier. 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 He's an elf. 
Um, she's an elf. Sorry, she's a she. Um, and she's in charge of the tower. And you guys can just get there, and um, you guys will be set. And you can just hang out there for a minute. And I'll have all the books sent to you. And uh, once I find somebody, I will send them your way as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm uh, Gendel. Gendel? J or G E N D E L. Gendel. That's, that's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, well, oh, it's good. <laughs> what? What's that? If something feels weird, like, like energy, like if something just feels not right, since you're our new friend. If something doesn't feel right. Like if they act weird when you tell them who we are. Can you give us like a house? Oh. Or if somebody comes in, in and is asking after us. Right. If anybody comes All the time. I mean, and that's kind of like. You are a hero, isn't he? Kind of yeah. a. Like, I'm sure there's any danger where heroes right. are involved. I'm surprised more people aren't like, how do you kind of like touch look your how beautiful she is. She has a lot of fans, right? She so does. we gotta be careful. Total fan. <laughs> I'm an only <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, of course I'll I'll let you know if something starts being weird. Yeah, like just yeah. yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. So okay. Um, so what you're gonna do is you just go right out this door and you're gonna go turn right and at the edge of the book on the left hand side you'll see a big gray, uh, grayish orangish tower. It's called the Firefly Tower. So let's you'll see why it's called Firefly. But yeah, just go there and uh, settle in. Say hi to Varnier, and they'll take care of you. And we'll start sending books your way. Thank you. Okay, great. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks. Uh, are you guys gonna stop by before you leave? Oh, of course. I, I, I have maybe a book that you guys can sign. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that would be awesome. Okay, thank you. So, you guys go outside and you start walking towards the Firefly Tower. Oh, I just dropped the name. Sorry. <laughs> so this is the staircase into and out of the tower. So it actually, um, it's kind of like a, a walk-in basement. It leads into this doorway, and you guys come into the main doorway. It's a stairwell that goes up to the first floor, second floor. I'm sorry, it's a cellar. It's the other way around. So this is the first floor. This is the second floor down, and this is the cellar. Okay. Um, so you guys come in here this way with all your pointy objects out, swords and scary stuff going on. Okay, and this is the first floor, as I said, and then it goes down a floor into this one, and then that staircase goes down, I'm sorry, that staircase right there goes down again to this. What's that? You'll see in a second. Don't don't play with my toys. So this, this is this is the layout of the Firefly. It is a cell. I'm sorry. It's not the Firefly Tower. It's the Firefly Cellar, the area where they print books. So, real quickly, you go down the staircase. You kind of enter, kind of go down into this into this uh, breezeway area, come into the staircase, and walk down into the first floor right here. As you come out, you look to your right. And you see um, an older-looking uh, female elf. So she's a senior scribe. Her name is Varnier. She is kind of standing there, kind of playing with some books. And she kind of yells out. She goes, as you guys open the door, 
She yells out, she goes, Ebder, are you back? And you hear a, a kind of a grunted voice coming from downstairs. And I'll explain all this stuff to you here in a second, what this looks like. So it's coming from that direction. And he says, I never left, grumbles a voice from below. Oh! The elf looks down because she's actually on the ladder, messing with some books. She looks down and seems surprised at your presence. And she says, indicating the room around her, Ah, oh, visitors! I am Scribe Vanier. Sorry for the state of things. As you see, we are restoring books, and it is still currently in progress. Um, I will be with you shortly. She returns to her work. A moment later, though, she says, Actually, would you mind bringing that stack of books downstairs to Ebder? I'll, I'll meet you there. And she points to a small pile of books on a stool. Thank you so much. Absolutely not a problem. Okay, so there's a small pile of books. So this is a layout of the, of the first floor. So these are all bookshelves. Now you might ask yourself, well, the great book, all these books are not supposed to leave, so why are there so many books and bookshelves in this cellar, in this area? Good question. I'll ask that in a minute. These are columns supporting the roof. This, as you can tell from here, looks to be like a railing. But it looks like maybe about a three-foot railing with a big open area down that leads further down somewhere down the next so floor. So it brings light down or something. Kinda, yeah, there is a big skylight right here. Um, but this is actually a giant statue of um, someone. You can't tell who it is from here, but you can, you can see the outlines of the giant statue. So you guys go downstairs to the second floor. We don't have to move all your figures anymore. The second floor looks a lot like the first floor. There's bookshelves all around. And there's a massive stone cable right in the middle. It's three feet by three feet wide. Um, you can tell over here there's a door that leads further to the other direction. The door over there. And across the way is another staircase that goes down. So you head downstairs and you find Ebder, that guy right there, sitting at a table, hunched over a book. Kind of like annoyed. You, you don't have to move it. It's fine. I'm going to let you guys search or walk around and explore here in a minute. So you guys are going to talk to each other, you know, going downstairs and bring these books. And you see him kind of look back at you and he goes, Keep your voices down, please. I just put my daughter to bed. This guy, Ebder, he is an older-looking human male. Um, um, kind of gray through the sides. Um, traces of black in his other way, otherwise gray hair and a haired expression on his face. So he's got nicer-looking clothes on, but you can see stains on his clothes, like ink stains. But he's got nice clothes on, so it's weird because it's like you have nice clothes on, you think you try to keep it nice, but it looks like he doesn't hear anything. Okay. So you walk over, she asks you to bring these books downstairs to him, and you guys walk up to him, and you're like, hey, yeah, here, uh, Daniel sent to bring And he goes, Those books aren't for me, those are for Catula. She's in her room downstairs in the cellar. Third door on the right, first. Go through the door, second door on the right is Catula's room. Bring the bring him the Catula. Finally, you guys are like, are you like escorting? Yeah. You know, Cthulhu is the, is the Sekhmet, the, the shapeshifter downstairs, the, the wild one, whatever you call him, the, the skinwalker, the druid, uh, whatever she is, the cat, the cat girl, second door on the right. Now, leave me alone. Don't wake up my daughter. Where's your daughter? Uh, the second door on the left. Oh, right. Yeah, that's her name. Galby, don't. Just in case she comes out and asks for a cup oh, of water okay, or something, okay. I just want to make sure. Okay. Right. Go. Right. I'm going to bring the books downstairs to her. 
All right, so this layout, like I said, you guys, maybe it's this one. So you go downstairs through this one right here, and oh, I guess I could have read all the stuff to you. Sorry. So it's cold here. So this is the this is the part of the tunnel that leads into the downstairs part of the shower. Kind of looks like it's apart from the rest of the tower itself. So it's cold here, and there's a low barrel vaulted ceiling that crowds the already narrow passage. Light from firefly lamps hang on a nook on the wall, and it's adequate enough to illuminate the entire space. So that's when you notice all the lights that are glowing in this entire on all these buildings. Now that you're looking at them, you notice there's things buzzing around on the inside of them. The fireflies, a bunch of different fireflies in these lamps that provide light to everything in these there towers. Goes my <laughs> so you go downstairs, um, you walk in to this door right here, and right across from you is a another uh, um, skid walk. The tension is like half bird people. Um, a dirty skillet stands out among an otherwise immaculate kitchen, and the smell of bacon in the air hints at the skillet's former contents. There's a door in the southeast corner that hangs open just a crack. That's the door that goes over that way. <coughs> So you start walking this way, and there's a door on the left that's open. And you hear a slight snore coming from the open door. That's his daughter, so we should close the door. Come on. Come on. Close it. Okay, so second door on the right. What are you doing with the door? Knocking. Gently. All right. So you hear a light knock at the door, and... This cat person opens the door, and she goes, oh, well, 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 thank you so much. It's a female cat person. So you can tell behind her, her room is furnished with a bed, a wash basin, and a writing desk. And a desk next to her bed, a tiny clockwork oyster resting on it. Very, very bare, not a whole lot to look at in there. Um, and she, she goes, thank you so much. Are you here for, for research as well? Yeah, oh, what, what kind of research? I'm exploring the histories of, of the Sekhmet race, the, the skinwalkers, my people. Interesting. Are you allowed to live here while you're researching? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, In know. fact, um, I'm pretty sure the room right next door to mine is going to be yours if you guys decide to stay. Oh, okay. Okay. That works out for us. Oh. So what are you, what are you here for? Actually, a couple different things. Oh, well, if I need any help with anything, I mean, apart from my own studies, um, I would be glad to teach you the ropes and show you exactly what we need to do to, to conduct the research here. Excellent. And are people bringing you books, the ones that... Oh, yes, oh, yes. I, I get about 14 books a day. Okay. It's, it's quite a bit on the skinwalker race, especially the second mass. We've been around for a long time. But please, please, um, enjoy. That's what you need today. Thank you. All right, so free range of the place. Questions about anything? Any tips on how to get the right book? Oh, just keep on asking. Right. If you can narrow down your search, you can let the, let the acolyte know that brings the book to you so exactly what you're looking for. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. So you had the vision of this book. Yeah. Have you only had the vision once? No, I've had it many times. And it's always the same. It goes the same way. And it's not I zoom detailed. in onto this one book in particular. And it's not 
the, the details of the book. There was no name of the book. There was no like title, nothing. Not that I could tell. Other than the skull. It's the skull on the front. Because we don't have time to get 14 books a day. We, we need to try to narrow this down as fast as possible. That's all you need to do. Is only well, between the four of you, probably skim through two books a week a day. Looking, scan the page. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like the book was definitely about the dagger? Or was it just a key to something? About what you need to know. Uh, seemed like it was just about evil things. Huh. huh. So, and the dagger, information about it. Yeah. Would be in there. So definitely something with cursed weapons. Or... Mm-hmm. I need to find out this So if we request books from the other six and then request books from well, that's just a reference. Oh, that's not just something. Yeah, that's a thing. That's very exact information we want. This is something very different. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're just gonna have to get very specific, so we have to figure out a way how to narrow down. I feel like somebody here would know. Yeah. That. Yeah. But does anybody have a spell that can help with this? Like a locate object or so how do you locate a dream? But if we know what the book looks like, then can we locate it? Right? You have a picture in your mind, maybe. There's some spells that work like that. Do we need to get a spell? Not yet. I mean, it's, it's kind of open right now, so. I mean, I feel like. So I say the guy said he was going right. to request the right. books. Maybe so start books. with the books that we already have, right. you know, that are coming. Supposed to be. The Rage with the Skull of Fun. But if there's a lot of those, I wonder. It's a good way to. So we don't know if this book is specifically about this dagger itself, or if it's about a lot of things and it just mentions the dagger. Right. It's all about research. So we're just going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read two things really quick, and then we'll continue on. So this one right here, this main floor, it's the balcony. So, this circular room contains curved, dark wood bookcases packed with books of assorted shapes, sizes, and ages. Flowers and ceramic pots line the tops of the shelves, giving the area a sweet fragrance. Alcoves are spaced at regular intervals around the perimeter of the room. Let's say you've got to be walking around checking out. Four of them contain polished bronze statues of respectable scholars, and three hold overstuffed chairs. So, these are respectable scholars Yoda, Doctor Strange, Baby Yoda, and Deadpool. Okay? And then there's some chairs. <coughs> His name is right. In the center of the room, a brass railing surrounds an oval that gives a view of the lower level of the stacks. Hanging from the ceiling above the opening in the floor is an enormous stone sculpture of Darth Vader, of their main benefactor. And um, a spiral staircase to the east leads down as well as up to the trapdoor exit set into the ceiling. The occasional errant firefly flints about. Okay, so you guys are okay? Cool, wandering around a little bit. The second floor is the stacks. So the first one's the balcony, this is the stacks. The musty smell of old books hangs in the air here. Concentric rings of bookcases dominate the space with a heavy granite table occupying the room's center. The table would be circular, but for six semicircular gaps cut into it and around its edge. It's square. Forget all that. It's square. I couldn't make a semicircular gap table. So... Um, small stacks of books rest on the table along with a candle holder that contains firefly-filled jars. Okay, so you guys have the run of the entire building. 
Um, it might be a couple minutes before the first acolyte arrives with the couple books that you've already requested. Anything specific you want to do while you wait? What kind of books are in here already? Good question. Okay. As a ritual or a spell slot? Uh, I'll take a ritual. Okay. So you, you see uh, May kind of wander off to the side, kind of looking around, you know, take some playing with different material components, messing with your eyes, and trying to get situated from the time the ritual room. So while she's doing that, you're asking what kind of books these are? Yeah, I'm kind of wandering around, looking at the spines of what the books are on the shelves, getting an idea of... So give me an investigation check. What kind of books are around? Okay. So at first you're kind of just like, a lot of your books like look kind of crappy and cruddy. I mean, what, what is up with this? And you notice as you're looking around, that yeah, they're all pretty dismal looking and just like, like funky looking. And then as you're kind of trying to piece it together, you notice that some of the titles are the stupidest titles you've ever heard in your life. Like, The Errant Fool of, you know, of Zeus. Part one, the Aaron Fool of Zeus, part two, and you're like, what? And you pull it out, and it's like that thick, and it's, it's almost like a child wrote it. And you're like, what the hell? What is this kind of crap? So Varnier comes around the corner, and she kind of sees you kind of messing with the books, and goes, oh, welcome to the land of misfit books, my dear. These are books that are not permitted in the great book, in the, in the Atlassian Union, either because they are fraudulent books, or because they are copies that we don't need copies of copies of books in the great book. Um, it is our job here to determine their authenticity, uh, to determine their um, fraudulent state, you might say, or to determine whether or not they need to be destroyed. So this is one of the few towers in the Atlassian city that actually houses more books. Most of the other towers just have uh, reading rooms and domiciles for people that are interested in designing. So I do apologize for the state of the building, but as you can see, we're busy, 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 trying to look at these books and determine which are legit and which are not. Well, I thank you for letting me know. I'm going to just keep wandering around. Is there anything I can do to help you with whatever research you're doing? Have you ever seen a gray book with a skull in front? Oh. My dear, I've lived 600 years. I'm sure I've seen a, a gray book with a soul. Uh, I, I know the necromancers like that. So they're flashing little skulls in their books. Or, or poison makers like they have the skull on the crossbones. What about weapons? Might be a oh, there are a plethora of cursed weapons. Cursed weapons. Yeah, cursed weapons with a skull on the cover. Oh, I, I don't know, my dear. I only look at fake books. And how do you determine them? Well, we try to determine that. We go through the books. We determine their authenticity. Um, we have certain divinatory abilities that we can use to look into the great book to see if there's already a copy of a book there that does not need to be reshuffled into the mix of the great book. Have you read all of these books? Oh, no, my dear, no. We, I mean, we store them. Book? No, we store them in the bookshelves. This, this is our inbox. The bookshelves are inbox. You'll see in that room that for some reason that table is all messed up. Somebody wants to hit it, Mickey. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, 
you'll see that we take books into this room and we review them. Um, if we determine that they are legitimate books, then um, Ebder, I think you've met Ebder downstairs, will either repair the books or send them and do the outbox into the great library, into the great book museum. So while Nate is doing her detect magic ritual, Mitri mm -hmm. starts a detect evil uh, ritual herself. Detect good and evil? Okay. So detect magic, what are you doing all I, so everybody's in the first floor? Or so I mean, you guys can wander around wherever you want. Okay, well, I'm in this room right here. Okay. Since he reviews the book, I'm asking him. Ender? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the book? Yes. He's, he's more the grumpy type. Okay. We're going to sit here anytime. He's um, more the grumpy type. He's like, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm a little busy here. You want a book with a skull on the front? Lady, there's a, there's a buttload of books with skulls in the front. Okay, do you mind if I do some research on my own and just look through the books myself? Oh, you mean the book that you think is here? You think the book is here? I don't know if it's here. I just want to check oh. it out. Oh, yeah. Good luck. By all means, go ahead and shuffle through whatever you like, lady. <laughs> so detect magic. So you can't detect magic. And where are you at? See how, how long I have. I've got 10 minutes. 10 foot, 30 foot range. 30 feet, yeah. So I will walk around. I'll, I'll walk. I'll start by walking around that top floor. Or the, whatever it is. Is that a bottom? Oh, yeah, this top, is the top floor, middle floor, bottom. Okay, it's the top floor. Okay. I'll start by walking around the top floor as soon as I see. All right. So you start wandering around, and it's almost like it's blinding. Like oh. everything is magic in here. And it's, and it's, you kind of start to finally figure it out. It's because. They conduct research in here, and if they do find a book that is magical or something, mm -hmm. there are certain wards in place to protect the seller. So there's a certain layer of abjuration magic, mm -hmm. and all the stonework and the pillars, um, the hatch especially, the doors that go down further deeper. Um, so there is a certain level of abjuration. So as you start kind of looking around, I'm trying to separate the bright glow of the abjuration. You're looking to see if there's anything else that stands out that might be, in this case. Um, Enchantment or yeah. illusion or something or whatever. Sure. And you're like, oh, well, you kind of start poking around a little bit. You don't see nothing that stands out um, up here. Um, you go downstairs, um, nothing that stands out right away. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's a lot of abjuration magic. So nothing that stands out, though. You're Can detecting good and evil. As well. Yeah, yeah statues. Yeah, statues yeah. are non magical. Yeah, See mainly evil that stands out. That's what I'm focused on. All right. So for the duration, you know, if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, so you definitely see uh, Kelsey. Yes. Yeah. You can sense her. Um, you can also sense if there's a place or object within 30 feet of you that's been magically consecrated or desecrated. So. You don't sense an evil or a good. Um, it's weird for you because as you as you cast a spell, and you open or actually as you close your eyes, more of a sense. It's not like I open my eyes and I can yeah, you can detect it, can sense it. Like you can feel the stain on yourself, an evil stain on yourself, and then you kind of turn towards Alessandra and you can feel it from her. Kelsey and from me. But is there anything here 
we know that Jagger is. No, you don't sense anything. At, on any floor. No, you wander around. Um, you get slight vibes from different books that might be a little bit good or a little bit evil based on who's handled them in the past. Like the aura that they've kind of left on those books. No, nothing that stands out like, oh my god, it's evil, it's gonna kill you. No, you don't sense any of that. Um, How about the people? No, you don't sense anything. They, they, they all seem like they're pretty good. So didn't you say that there were other floors? Yeah, so this is the first floor, this is the next floor beneath it, no. and this is the cellar. But wasn't there top floor? No, I lied. I said it was a, I said it was a tower, but it's actually yeah. a downward tower. So well, cellar. maybe can we explore those other floors while we're waiting for them to pull books that so it's these, these three floors. What about the, the fiction and the non-fiction mm -hmm. floors? Oh, so that's part of the great book. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're in a different area. Yeah, you're tower. in a totally different area. So and they're you're expecting books like like uh Ebder and Vayner both say, yeah, I should only take them an hour or so. So you guys traveled here by grab train and then took like caravan or wherever it was just to you know, fifteen or twenty miles into the mountain pass to get here. So by now it's getting towards the evening time. So they're like, yeah, I'm sure they're going to get you your books before bed, before night. They don't work at night, obviously. They'll get you some stuff to work on tonight. I can take drawings. Okay? So Wait. sure enough. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. We asked the cat lady what she was researching. What is Edgar researching? Did we ask him that? He works there. So Edgar doesn't research. Oh, right? he works here. He works there. Okay, he reviews, okay. He reviews the books. And then this Kenku right here, the gray one, with the daggers, he doesn't have daggers, he is like the caretaker of the tower. So he runs around. Cooks things and cleans things, and then Gabby is Edward's daughter. So, so you have one other person doing research in there that you know. You guys kind of poke around. These are the main players that you see. We just need to wait for our stuff. And sure enough, an hour later, um, an acolyte kind of comes downstairs and gives you guys about twenty-five books. Ten of them have a skull in the front, but they're of varying hues. You know, like two of them are grayish. Um, one's got a skull and crossbow, and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure these are poisons. But they're like, here, here's 25 books to start with. You know, start digging. The other, like, 15 books are books on cursed magical items. So, definitely keep coming in. While we're going through this, can we start reading the Oh, yeah, no, they're going to constantly keep bringing you guys here until they're trying to stop. They're going to keep bringing stuff to you. So, one second. So, so, what happens is, you guys are pretty tired, okay? Vayner's like, you have a room, the last door on the right is yours if you want, it's got four beds in it, it's up to you if all four of you want to sleep in the same room, if not, right across from it is another spare room, it's got four beds in it, so put your figures in whatever room you want to be in, if you all want to sleep in the same room, then just put your figures on the bed. Oh, no, the same, same room. Yeah, I don't same. need to sleep, so I'm just going to wander around and look at books I'm here. Okay, yep. Yeah. So, yep. Yep, it's fine. So all of you in there. Interesting things to read. All right, so before we break for dinner, you guys all go to sleep, and you wake up. After your first night in the Firefly Cellar, you gather around the table in the center of the Collector's main floor. Right there is where they all kind of hang out and eat too. It's quiet until you notice that your companions are humming a melody under their breath, the same tune that's been stuck in your head since you woke up. After a moment, you realize that you too are humming along. That's never good. Is it new? All around. All around. This is what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. 
So you guys are sitting there and kind of eating, and all of you are almost in tune. Mm-hmm. And you guys are kind of looking at each other like, and you shake it off, and you're like, and some of the other people, like, Ebder's like, will you, will you please stop? I'm, try, I'm trying to read. Like, he's got a book next to his plate. And he's coming, and then you see him going through the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to keep this light, keep this playing in the background. So, you find it really odd. You guys are really like, Trying not to sing the song. Everybody give me a concentration check, which is a constitution saving throw, basically. 16. Constitution? Mm-hmm. 14. Uh, 9. So you said concentration is what? Constitution saving throw. So 15. Alright, so you're just barely able to go. And you start pumping another tune, another song that you heard. You're just like, brain, stop, please. And your, your brain stops. You guys cannot help but keep pumping this, this tune. So after a second, you see Varnier walking down the stairs with some keys in her hand. So you guys are right here. So she goes upstairs, and you hear this. Keys. And you hear her kind of stop. And she comes downstairs and the keys are gone. And she stands in front of you at this table. And even she's trying to, you can see her fighting. Like, like she's trying not to hum. And she says, When I first arrived at the Great Book, the other ascendants were concerned about a singing madness. A book merchant had been afflicted with it and was put in isolation after several of the ascended began singing the song as well. She pauses and frowns. I don't know what happened to him or the others, but that was 600 years ago. She gathers her composure and adds, I've alerted the other ascended and sealed the exit to stop whatever this is from spreading. She's like, I can tell we've all been affected by it. And she kind of starts looking at you guys, and you recognize... Um, that she's cast a spell as well. She's cast Detect Good and Evil. And she's like, I can see a taint on all of you, you four. I didn't think to check you before you came here. I had received word that you were escorted here with the highest of accolades. I know not who you are, but I know that you brought something evil with you. And that evil has awakened something else in my home. And until you determine what that is, we are not going anywhere. And we can't determine that without the book. We need the book. You said this happened 600 years ago. Something like this. Something like this happened 600 years ago. Somebody ascended and started singing the song, humming the song, and they couldn't stop. Just like we, just like me, we can't stop singing this song. Do you have any records of that? So whatever caused it is still, must still be in. But the it's thing that's in us is making it worse. Yes. It's awakened it. Are so you being no pulled here. towards anything? Let me step away from you. Are there any books that are calling to you? That's a good question. Hmm. No. I was thinking maybe that book was like mm-hmm. causing the same thing that the knight, the dagger did. That maybe it was repelled by me. Like, I told them. 
it caused you to kind of go and search it. Huh. We're gonna think about this one, aren't we? Yeah. Here's your song. You guys can think about this. Oh, time we're eating. Alright. We'll be right back after these messages. So this is day two, technically. You guys are staying the night, one night, when you wake up, sing this little melody. What's your question? Can I estimate how many books are in this room with us? So you guys are on the second floor right now? Yeah. She's locked us into the second floor, not the top, right? Oh no, the whole facility. Oh, the whole facility, up. okay. She went upstairs to the main exit of All the right. street and locked it. Can I estimate how many books are in each floor then? Sure. Give me an um, investigation okay. check. Let's see. Oh, sweet. Oh, um, you estimate there's probably 10,000 books. So it's not going to be a one-by-one-thing-we-got-to-narrow-it-down-somehow-so-then-do-we-need-to-fight-the-break-this-curse-because-we-ain't-going-anywhere-and-I-don't-want-to-have-to-hurt-somebody-I-think-we-should-find-the
You got the biggest taint. I got the biggest taint. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, I was also affected the most by the daggers, so it must be me. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. It has what's, something to do with the dagger. What's your background again? I am half, I'm a blood elf. So I was bitten by my, my all of the blood was drained out of me by the vampire. But I was, um, I don't remember. <clears throat> now I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I was tainted. Because I was supposed to be like a half elf. What? Yeah, half. I was an elf, like a regular elf, right? And then all the blood was drained out of me. But the blood people, what are they called? Vampires? No. The people that. Olmec? Oh, that's it. They gave me all of their. Uh, so I wonder if it's something with that that has to do with why you're so affected by all. Because I'm like a half, I'm a half breed. I'm not normal. Like, mm, <coughs> I'm really. Bridget her. So, like, hmm. Let's see. Uh, you're not positive, but it could. A little more. I can do this ritual. So sure. For a spell slot. You're not exactly sure. It could. Certainly mm -hmm. try. The other thing I was thinking. <clears throat> use you like a homing beacon, almost like. Uh, yeah. Like. To try to get around to you, yeah, right. To try to get maybe you to see, figure out what it is. Maybe see if it affects you more if you're walking around. Maybe we can hold, like play hot cold, right? Like how it does with the dagger. Yeah, we can play a little hot cold with this. But am I like, am I of my same mind, or am I just still wanderingly just singing? And can I function, or yeah. am I just still okay? So I you can just can't get this melody out of your head unless you give me a concentration check. Otherwise, you're constantly humming it. Can I cast Protect from Evil and Good? See if that would help prevent her. Well, I can only cast it once for 10 minutes. Wait, that was. I can't see now. I, I want to identify with her. Then I'd love to play hot cold with her. See, let her. 18? See if she can actually concentrate on it. Concentrate? Her. Right, so 17 here, and then you said this one. Concentration? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're able to. You started thinking about. One of the, the lullabies that you were taught as a child in your homeland. And instead, instead you start singing that. <coughs> so you're gonna check my my you're gonna check my tank or what are we doing? Okay. You yeah. didn't say that you're gonna call it Well I'd like I'd like the ritual cast and identify um, actually that's what my general allows me to do with my eye now. The identify spell once a day mm -hmm. for free. Damaged. What you're doing as a, as a ritual, or are you gonna use your gem? Uh, I mean, I'll do it as a ritual since we've got time. Okay. Well, yeah, give me a concentration check. Concentration? Mm -hmm. That's constitution. Yep. Or, yeah. Six, nine, 18 plus 4 or 22. Alright, you're good. So, you're able to kind of shut your eyes and focus on the task at hand. You also kind of take some gummy stuff from 
what, you know, you're an autism person, you have that, a plethora of different stuff, things that you can use, kind of wedge it in your ears because everybody else around you is humming it. You're just like, oh my god. So then you kind of start tweaking your eye at the gemstone and set recalibrating it so that you don't have to use it um, as a spell slot. So and then you open it, and you're like, before you open your eye, you open the other eye, and you're like, all right, Alessandra, bring your taint over here. You're like, give me the taint. So you kind of put your hands on her, and you open your other eye, and as you open your other eye, it's almost like a detect magic ability for you. You see now this, and it's all over, this strange, shadowy kind of misting that's all over all four of you. There are like these black shadowy veins all in the wall now that you, before you saw yeah. as an abjuration kind yeah. of shield. Yeah. It's almost like it's it's reaching through the shield and corrupting it almost. And as you open your eyes and you get your eye, your hands on Alexandra and you look at her, but it's not just coming from her, it's coming right. from all four of you. And you look at Varnier and you look at the other ones and they're kind of confused and you're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You don't see anything off of them. Okay. But you definitely see that it's impacting you and you're impacting everything else around you. Do I, do, I, do I sense like this this dark energy, do I sense it going anywhere in the room other than you said it kind of flows through? It spreads through. all over. It spreads all over. Do I, do, looking around, do I see it like migrating, going, right, migrating to one spot? Like the movement? No, it's like or it's taking it over the abjuration, the shield of this place and it's using the magic against it. So because of that, it's 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 overbearing. It's just it's all over. Am I sensing a, a class of magic or a, a what do you call it? A uh, enchantment. Enchantment. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the school school of magic. All right, so I share that idea with them. Okay. What else you guys want to do? You have the free range of the entire... Do uh, we check all these books to make sure that it's not... The 15, 10,000 books? Are the ones room? that they delivered yeah. before she walked us in? Yeah, you can look at them. Because she did deliver books with purses. Maybe you were seeing the future of, of this curse probably happening. I don't think we actually have on our neck. And the book that we're actually looking for is the as well. Maybe. Can they still deliver books even if we're locked in? Did we get the roster? No. They do. We have 25 books here. Have we had a chance to look at them yet? Uh, depends on how late you wanted to spend last night. You guys become tired, weary, and knew the books were there, and they weren't going to go anywhere. Say so we go back and look at our books and see what we got. We still have, we need that information. Yeah. We do. But I feel like unless we can find the book or the people, we're not getting rid of this curse. I agree. It might follow us out of here at this point. We don't want to corrupt the whole collection. Right. So can I ask um, Varnier? What's her name? Varnier. Varnier. You said that this is, this, this happened 600 years ago. Was it? Did it happen here or somewhere else? Um, it happened in this area, and it was it was contained to this tower. Can you show us 
Uh, is there an area that you you have all the books that are over that are six hundred years old or older? No, no, they're spread all over. The books come to us as they're found. If there are if they're believed to be copies or fraudulent copies of a book already in a great book in the great library, they're just put in our in our in shelf. They're just put in a little. Can you start pulling all the books that you see that are six hundred years old or older and put it on this table for us to look at? I can try, but I don't see what good it's going to do. Was there a place in this, in here, that this type of thing 600 years ago was focused in this tower? No, we just know that it was somewhere in this tower. Or in the statues. spot that's off limits, sorry. No, no spot is off limits. Somewhere in this tower. Forgetting the books, is there anything else in this tower that's over 600 years old? Well, the entire powers, including the statues. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I, I believe they are over statues. Are there any? Is there any information on the statues? Hmm? Can we read them? Yeah. You walk over there and you look at each description of each statue. And, um, most of them are in the common tongue to just identify who they are. Mm -hmm. um, most of them are reputable people that you guys, between your history checks, you can determine are yeah, philosophical people or knowledgeable people. Uh, teachers, um, and one of them, one of the statues is in, like the main one, Darth mm -hmm. Vader, is in the ancient Atlantean tongue, which is not really circulated as much anymore, it's an archaic language, but even then, Mariner can read it, she's like, no, oh, this, this is the esteemed or Sophocles from the elven region of Thule. So, and everything in here has been thoroughly documented in the last 600 years, I, I can't imagine that my tree like little <coughs> senses are going off on my tree and she thinks there has to be a place in, in this tower that is maybe a secret passage or she wants to investigate, maybe push on some of these statues. She's, you know, she's off of La La Land, but she, she okay. has like this. <coughs> All right, so you guys have, let's just figure out what you're doing for the day. Cause that's going to take a while if you're going to spend. But I'm sharing all... it with them. Mm -hmm. So let's figure out what you guys are going to do this second day that you're in the Firefly Cellar. So you're just going to be looking around, looking for secret passages. Traps, like... All over the place. I mean, just... Locked doors. Yep. And might have off-limits mm -hmm. places. Okay. hallway. So everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you can right. get to, right? Okay. Alessandra, what are you doing for the day? Now remember, you have 25 books that have already been dropped off to I'm you. I'm going to start researching the books. Okay. I would love if you spend some time thinking about, like, if you're drawn to anything here. Like, let yourself go. Don't try to resist the song and see if it draws you anywhere. What do you think? Somebody gonna stay with her? You gonna, yeah, because I'll say, yeah. I mean, but maybe Kelsey should. I mean, she blocks, that blocks things out. Oh, yeah, that's true. So maybe Kelsey can Maybe I'll stay in research. I was just saying, maybe she should sit across the table from you in case you start freaking out. She can right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Staying nearby, but not like nearby. Yeah, she sent Tobrak out to do some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think that Clickback is here? Clickback would love to help. Because yeah, Tobrak can help me. So, Tobrak and Clickback, I need you both to do something for us today. Should we get them looking for the gray book? Or Yes. Okay. Here's the description of the book. It's gray. It's tone. It's got a skull in the front. It's going to be about uh, cursed weapons. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It mm -hmm. might be about cursed weapons. 
Have you seen any gray books with a skull in the front? Bring them to us, please. Right. They both get super excited and they all both fly off or run off and start, start going through, yep, start going through books. So you're just going to hang out with her and do research with her? What are you going to do then? Um, you're doing research too, or? So am I doing research in this? So in these will bring we, our books the big table. to the big table. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going around. I'll help Maeve then. Because, uh, Maeve? sorry, okay, so. Maeve. Yeah, my tree. My tree. <laughs> the other end. The other end. Uh, yeah, I'll help my tree and see if uh, Detect Magic will help look for any secret hidden. But Detect Magic is everywhere. I know. We're gonna have to as needed. We'll do it by hand. We'll do it by hand. Investigation checks. Or... Alright. So, you both are doing research checks. Are one of you helping the other one? Or are you just going to do it both on your own? I thought I'm being used to, to see what books draw, are, I'm drawn to. Because I'm here listening to songs. I'm just going to go where the music takes me. So I guess I'll do some research through books and see if I can notice anything. Alright. <clears throat> Try is keyword. Right. Alright, so you want to research. All the other So give me an intelligence check. Eighteen. Ooh. Nice. Plus, plus zero. Okay. Intelligence is quite low. All right. So. <laughs> all right. So this is you spending all day long doing research. Okay. <coughs> You ready to either write this down or do something with this because I'm gonna read something to you. On the first day, you learn two pieces of information about the dark dagger. Or the double dagger. So the first piece of information you learn is that you learn that much of the knowledge about the dagger was stolen and secreted away in a temple to the north by a group called the Axe. The AKS. <coughs> Excuse me. The second thing you learn, and you still got a lot of work to do, because you, you got through maybe like seven books. Yeah. The second thing you learn is that the dagger is tied to another plane and it can only be destroyed there. You guys kind of already knew that it was created on another plane, but it can only be destroyed permanently on that plane. Okay? Good job. Yay, I found things. Good. All right. So, and you are just kind of letting the books lead me. Kind of lead you. And I think I found something. So, but you're, you're sitting at the table. And like, how are you letting the books lead you? What, what does that mean? Describe that to me. Well, as Maeve mentioned, I am more susceptible to this. So I can't get the music out of my head. So how the 
how I was led to the dagger constantly, I'm kind of trying to yeah, like, close your eyes, close my eyes, and be led to yeah. whatever is happening. So I'm figuring I'm standing up and walking around just mm-hmm. to try to figure it out. But I don't know if I'm just sitting there and concentrating or if I'm walking around. I gotta remember. Okay, so just kind of seeing how, what that what happens as you walk around. So it's only going to take you probably a couple hours to walk the breadth of this entire place. So with you know with you having I mean, probably another 10 hours of activity to do. I'm going to tell you right now, you wander around. And if you're wandering around, seeing what the books do, you're doing research, you're by yourself. I'm done. Yeah, something happens to me, I'm sure. Right? Well, no. So. Maybe I'm keeping an eye on you out of the corner of my eye. We'll all try to keep it going as we're doing that. All right, so you just kind of wander around, you kind of walk along the bookshelves, and maybe just drag your hand along the books and just try to yeah. but that's when you realize you're not the only one humming this over and over again. Everybody is. Right. And it's not so much that you have a higher height of humming. Mm-hmm. Everybody is she's talking about the energy. Yeah, no. Everybody all four of you have the same amount of this energy. Right. It's just when you were in Laputa, it was hyper focused on her. Now that you guys are further away and between your detect magic and you're identified entertained, you're getting all entertained, she understands that it's not just, it's not focused on you anymore, but somehow the four of you brought that taint It's focused here. on whatever that stuff is that's floating yeah. around us. Yeah. And it's so you learn that, yeah. and you wander around, and you kind of just kind of reach out with your, your insight or yourself, but you keep finding yourself hearing it, humming it, and you get so distracted. That before you realize, you're just walking around in circles. You're like, oh my god, how many times have I walked around in circles already? So now for you two that are doing your searching. So you're doing active searching, right? Regularly? Yeah. It's right. so big. I heard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She said it's so big. It's super big. <laughs> All right. So you have a passive perception of what? Three. It's pretty. It's pretty yeah. big too. So go ahead and give me a perception um, check for top four for the balcony. I not passive perception. Yeah, you never know. You might have a higher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen. Yeah, no passive perception. Twenty-three. All right. So you're walking around. You're looking. Nothing stands out to you. And I guess occasionally, if she sees something that stands out, she's gonna say, "Hey, mm-hmm. scope it out with your magic eye." I'm put, I'm pushing. On, I'm actively like yeah, pushing on these statues and sculptures and like looking, dusting them off. Okay. So as you're kind of pushing on the middle sculpt or the middle rows of books, you notice that they're segmented. They're not rounded like that, right? That's why I put them in pieces of like that. So you're kind of like pushing, and you realize, ooh. They're like those. They're like really that bookshelf behind you, the oh, bookcase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very, very thin. They're probably only about six inches deep. So the wrong push, and this would probably fall over. So you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's still there. So then you come. <laughs> so then you come into the next room right here, and go ahead and give me another perception check. Twenty-three. Right. So same thing. It's a giant table, not getting really any spooky vibes from anything. 
Um, between the both of you, again, you kind of like have to keep on nudging each other to focus because you're like, and then you start humming along, you're like, oh, God, please stop. It's like, it's just, it's wearing on your psyche that you just keep humming this thing over and over again. But nothing stands out here. So now you've got a door to the north and a door to the south. Which one do you want to go first? You can't go into both of them at the same time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I guess technically you could. You can go into one, you don't get them. Yeah. Let's go together. Yes, don't split the group. Okay. <laughs> Let's go north first. Like, north. Ping on right. <laughs> So this is the scriptorium. All around, fireflies float lazily about like embers caught in the air. Three writing desks sit against the north wall with a sheepskin rug beneath each one. On one of the desks rests a book beside a stack of paper, along with a stoppered ink jar and a porcupine quill pen. Another desk has a leather case on it. A moldering tapestry hangs off-center on the west wall. To the southeast is a wood-paneled wall with a closed door set into it. A weak yellow glow emanates from under this door. So you kind of wander around. You're, you're doing perception check in here? Yeah. All right, give me a perception check. It's not passive, obviously. 20. All right, so you kind of start moving stuff around, and you move the tapestry that's on the wall, kind of look behind it, <coughs> and you see some grooves etched into it. Okay, so this is lit by fireflies. You can see that there's some kind of groove behind the wall. I'm gonna light up my arm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alright. You find words that are etched into the wall. It's gonna take a lot. I'm gonna read these out. But I don't know if you're gonna wanna be able to write them down. They say, see a mother scything wheat. I'm going to read it all to you, and then you guys can tell me which ones you want. Actually, you know what? One, two, three. One, two, three. So, Ricky, you write down the first one, and then you write down the second one, and you write down the third one, and you're going to write down the chorus. Okay. See a mother scything wheat. Forgotten husband sleeping near. With one swing... She took his feet with another, took his ear. You got it, Rick? Okay. <coughs> See a dog that knows how to heal. Hold on, I don't write fast. Very good. See a dog that knows how to heal? Yep. Never heeds. Plea. Like P-L-E-A, nor ne command. Sorry, never. Never heeds. Huh? Plea, nor command. Huh? Mother gave it a tasty meal. Dog chose instead to eat her hand. Can I read that back to you? Yep. Um, see a dog that knows how to heal. Never heeds. 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 Sorry. 
heeds a plea. Heeds pleas or command. Or command. Um, Mother gave it a tasty meal. Dog chose instead to eat her hand. Yep. Kelsey, see a son doing his chore. Washing clothes for folk in town. Fell into the river's roar. Sank to the bottom and drowned. Right, Heather? Yep. You have the chorus. Does the shadow have a name? Sheemshine. S-H-E-M-S-H-I-M-E. M-E? M-E. Shemshine? Shemshine. Causes grief. Avoids the blame. Sheemshine. Again. So, so it reads like this. See a mother scything wheat, forgotten husband sleeping near. With one swing she took his feet, with another took his ear. Does a shadow have a name? Sheenshine. Causes grief, avoids the blame. Sheenshine. See a dog that knows how to heal, never heeds plea nor command. Mother gave it a tasty meal. Dog chose instead to eat her hand. Does the shadow have a name? Sheenshine. Causes grief, avoids the blame. Sheenshine. See a son doing his chore, washing clothes for folk in town, fell into the river's roar, sank to the bottom and drowned. Does a shadow have a name? Sheemshine. Causes grief, avoids the blame. Sheemshine. That is what you find behind the tapestry in that room. Any of us know what Sheemshine is? I feel like it should be transcribed. How is it spelled again? S-H-E-M- S H I M E. Can we ask, um, not Vanyar? Yeah. About stream time? Yeah, well, she wait. walks in. Are you bring her into the room or are you going to go out and talk to her? Go out and talk to her. Okay. You walk out and you say, you know, Sheenshine. Tell us about Sheenshine. And she goes, I, what is that? I have no yeah. idea. Right? Never heard, I've never heard of it. Heard of it. Let's ask him the grouchy one. The grouchy one after? Yeah. Hmm. So you go find Abder. <clears throat> and Abder is in the bindery, which is down here. Mm. Okay? So you walk in, leather bits, wood shavings, and paper scraps litter the floor near a large workbench. Tools and contraptions are organized neatly around a handful of books in different states of disrepair. Stools surround the bench, one of which has a leather apron draped over it. So he's in here working. Um, there are books that are in need repair that come here. Um, most of them are that they're, they're, the books that they're reviewing to see if they're fakes or not. And if they're good, then he repairs them or he copies them and he sends them off to the great book. Um, so you walk in there and what do you say? Is it or have you ever heard? You know the song that we're all singing. Have you ever heard of anything called Sheen Shine? 
Ring a bell. Ah, well, um, well, actually, and he reaches over, and there's a ledger that rests on one of the stools, and it's open to a list of four book titles, each one with a repairs <clears throat> with a repair needed entry inside it. The titles and their associated repairs are as follows: Festivals and festivities of ancient of ancients, uh, Asgard, replace cover. Living a dream, three years among stone giants, replace cover. Sheem Shine's bedtime rhyme, repair spine, and halfling superstitions, rebind. Um, could I see the Sheem Shine one, please? Well, yeah, of course. And he kind of rolls away and he looks and he goes, Um, that's, that's weird. That's, uh, it's not here. Huh. No, just missing a book. That's, did you take it? No. So, what's the title again? Sheenshine? Ah, uh, according bedtime to my list, it says, uh, Sheenshine's Bedtime Rhyme. Yeah. Would your daughter come back? It's getting creepier and creepier. Edgar, do you know if your daughter would have had it? It's about bedtime rhymes. Oh, like. Maybe, give me this edge up. Are any of you proficient in insight? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I know, it's like a whopping five. I am very insightful. I am a negative insight. I'm <laughs> Two. Okay, so it's her doing the insight, her doing the question. Okay. So I do give you guys bonuses though based on, like if you're proficient, I'll give you plus one, plus two. Can I feed her? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I yeah. automatically incorporate that into group checks. Okay. So so we don't meta game. Right. She's doing the insight check, but all of you automatically passively help So I help can't, her. yeah. I can't. Um, so... You say, you say, does she have the book? And he, and he kind of looks off for a second. and goes, well, I mean, she, she might have taken it. And she, she knows not to come into my work room and, and, and mess with the books. But she, I mean, she might have come in to say hello. And she might have seen it. I, I don't recall exactly what it looks like. But I'm sure it was a nursery rhyme or something flavorful or colorful on it. And, you know, children. He's obviously nervous. So yeah. He's like, oh, shit. What's going on there? Well, no, so you failed the insight check. I'm oh, telling right, you right, that right, got it. Okay. he's nervous that you know his daughter's not supposed to be working around. Sure. Do you mind if you talk to her? Oh no, she'd love the company. She, she's, she would love to. Okay. So yeah, please. She's probably in her room. Okay. All right, let's go down. Yeah. 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 Are you staying here or are you going? I'm probably going to scare her, so I'm going to stay up here and continue on from there. Oh, she's seen you already. Oh, she has? You guys have, you guys have seen her yeah, already. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like... Um, no, she's a little girl. She's seen her every once in a while skipping along. She yeah. kind of runs around the library. She doesn't stay in the room. We obviously get that, that he's a little nervous, so I'm like... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. Do you guys need company, or...? No. no. Okay, so I will stay in the room. How does he do <clears throat> Help up there. He needs a lot of help. Gotcha. All right, so you're going to help up there? So this is Vayner. She's wandering around. There's Ebder doing his thing. And you're going to help Ebder. You guys are all going to go see her. Yep. 
What are you doing while you're in here? Like, I thought I was just something. keeping an eye on the doorway from the table or something. Yeah. I mean, the door oh, closes. Kelsey, you Kelsey, there was another thing about halflings, uh, half, halfling superstitions or something like that. that. Yeah, would you, would you mind taking a look at that? Sure, before? I would love to. I'd love to go sure. at it again. I mean, oh, we what? might be dealing with a superstition here. Who knows? Oh, you think so? Oh. Possibly. Yeah, okay. do you mind if Kelsey stays with you and takes a look at that book? Uh, no, I'm sure. Please, keep me company. That's fine. Just be quiet. Let me do my work, okay? So he goes back to working on the festivals and festivities back here. Uh, Asgard. Alright, so you guys, the three of you, head to Gelby's room. The door to this room is open again, because she's always constantly running around. Gelby? Gelby. G-A-I-L-B-Y. So, you kind of peek around the corner, and she's sitting there kind of scribbling away, working on something. You see toys are scattered on an unmade bed. And piles of clothes obscured all but a few bare patches of floorboards. Above a writing desk in the corner dangles a dragon marionette made from brass and wood, with wings of canvas dyed red. A round firefly lamp hangs in the opposite corner. And she's she's scribbling away, hard hard something. Yeah, it's not me. It's me. <laughs> I tend to scare the Well, so actually, like so you're doing research, yeah. or you're wandering around, you're doing research. So it's just you two that are yeah. kind of doing this whole yeah. side escapade thing. So I can, like, walk past Kelsey and, like, yeah, keep an eye on her. Well, but she's go. also doing research. She's doing research, but there's a book in there. Okay. So you just sit on the opposite side, so you look out every once in a while. Just, yeah. Keep that in mind. So All right. I poke my head in on Kelby. Oh! Oh, hi! Hi! You're, oh, you're so tall and pretty. <laughs> and you're so small and pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> 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 God. Um, oh, what are you doing? Hi, you're as tall as I am. Or am I as short as you? I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm used to being short. Oh. Hi. How are you, Kelby? I'm <laughs> good. How are you? Sorry, I sound like a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Your, your voice will change sometimes. That's, that's, no. that's no. trademarked by the little Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Make that sound so much bigger. I do all the time. You used to it already. No. No. You put some ears on. <laughs> In fact, I got my ears on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my eyes twitching. Kelby, do you, uh, what you doing here? Oh, like, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm coloring. I, I, I like to color. I like to draw things. What are, you, what are you drawing? My voice is too deep to really go Okay, can that you just talk normal? I don't know. I'm in, that, I'm in the mood. That's perfect. That's very No, it's a very masculine Kelby. It's a masculine little girl. No, no, no. So, what, what are you drawing? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm drawing. Oh, anything, anything in particular? Anything fun, Mom? No. Oh, no, no, it's okay. We were just looking for a missing book. Do you have any books in here that, um... Do you like nursery rhymes? Oh, I love them. I, yeah, I, I do. I love to for this one, especially that all of that whole bedtime rhyme. Okay. Did you see something called Chinchilla's Bedtime Rhyme? No. No? No. Have you seen that it? sounds really nice, though. It does, right? 
So what are were you drawing on? Um nothing. I, I just um I just like to draw. You know you can trust me, right? Be a persuasion check. What, you got this out of your hand? No, don't do that. Thirteen? Thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Um. So she's, she's kind of like, she's just there. Twenty, twenty, twenty. You never know. Okay, it's, it's nothing. I just, I like to draw sometimes. Look at you, Cheryl. What, your friend done? I don't. Mike, Daddy's gonna get mad at me. He told me to stop drawing them. I know why. I got to draw too. I'm so happy we got together and we just did something. I'm gonna let you succeed because are you skilled at persuasion? Uh, me? Uh, if you're probably helping out. I'm skilled at persuasion. Yeah, but you're all I am. I know. But she's there with you, so on that again. Like I said, if you're skilled in it, I give you plus two, but she's not, so she's only giving you a plus one, so you needed that plus one. So she, after some convincing, she's finally like, she's like, you're not going to tell my dad? Yeah, it's a good Okay. So she showed you a bunch of creepy pictures. Uh, they're done in like a loud colored paint, and they're uh, in a style typical of a child, making them all more unsettling. So one of the images showed a man whose feet had been severed. Blood pours from his ankles and from the severed feet next to him. Another shows a boy underwater, grasping at his throat. The last one shows a dog with a severed hand in its mouth. A black cloud hovers over each scene. No. It's like a job too. <laughs> I thought of them and I started drawing them. And then I read the, I like say the first bit of the nursery and I look at her and I say, I'm gonna say something. Tell me if it means anything to you. See a mother sending meat, forgotten husband sleeping near. A shrill sound tears through the firefly cellar, overpowering all other noise. Though it rapidly rises to an uncanny pitch, you recognize Ebder's voice. So in the room down there next to you, you hear this screaming. All right, I better run in and investigate. And and Galby goes, it sounds like my daddy. We're gonna help. She jumps up and she she starts running out the door. So we follow after her, and we want to protect her, obviously, or help. Do we see her? Yeah, where's the cat lady? Yeah, what? The cat lady. She's one of them now. She's no oh, she's research. Like yeah, no, she's the one who search. I'm not physically right. moving her token mm-hmm. everywhere, but she's out there somewhere. Um <clears throat> all right, so you guys run into the room with Edder, and you see his eyes are bulging in terror. As he hums the rhyme's melody, the rest of his body is paralyzed. He's cold to the touch. He continues to sing the rhyme over and over for five minutes. 
You see him standing there, kind of like this, and he sings over and over. Yelby runs into the room to try to help her father, terrified by his behavior. Crinkle follows, that's the name of the country, Crinkle, and tries to console the child with little effect. And you see him just rocking, just, and he starts singing. Listen. Rise of the Atlanteans will be right back after we take a short break after these messages, so come back and play with us in a minute. Thanks, guys! You see him at the end, start going like doing that. See the, see the, see the, see the, and he stops. Finally, if you guys don't do anything for five minutes, I was gonna say I was gonna cast less less of restoration on them, but I don't think that's gonna work. I think we have to go back to that room. There were claw marks in there. So after five minutes, he finally comes out of it. He's he's just racking his eyes. He's like, make it stop! We can't make it stop! And Vayner comes over and helps pick him up and says, just let's get him back to his room. Let him rest. Let him rest. Is there a sleeping spell so he won't hurt himself? So by saying the rhyme out loud, do we first do Alicia? I guess deafness. On all of us. You can't guess on all of you, you can guess on one of you. It's not like a circle? No, it's a target. Then we won't be able to one of us will be deaf, so it won't be affecting us. So are you guys helping Varnier uh, bring him back to the room? Yeah. You guys are kind of like carrying him, like half carrying him. And as you guys start walking out of this room, you notice this whole place is lit by fireflies. That's why they call it the Firefly Center. Mm -hmm. You notice the fireflies are freaking out. Like they're all over the place. Some of them are going out. Like the whole library goes, puts out, gets put in darkness for a couple seconds and then lights back up. They start freaking out and it's almost like a rave. Like there's lights, 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 And then all of a sudden, like every couple minutes, it's just all the lights go out for a couple seconds. And you guys are freaking out. Like it's pitch black. And the light comes back on. And that happens for, under the door that does for that about room, 10 minutes. Right? It goes on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. We need to go back to that room. Okay. So you guys get him back to his room. He's laying in bed. Can I search the rooms for that missing book? Um, 
those rooms that are occupied by people? Yeah. An invasion of privacy kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Search? Yeah. Great. So where, where was it that we saw the inscription? In this room. In that room. Behind, oh. a, behind a tapestry. Tapestries on this side of the wall. Over here. Over there. There's a door. There's a door that we haven't checked out yet. This door that glowing. Okay. Oh, yeah. We gotta go back in there. Alright, so you guys wanna check for the book? Yeah, I was just gonna start going around the room. Alright, so that's the first day. This happens towards the evening. Okay. So you guys have spent all day researching, spent all day wandering around aimlessly, but then also also coming to help. You guys, between that happening, I'm going to give you guys a little bit more time to go back because you're searching. It's taking a while to search. So mm-hmm. all this and all that, I'm going to let you finish up that room. But then by that time, you're like, I am so freaking tired. We need to go to bed. Well, so, all this craziness happening. Yeah. You would think we would not be wanting to go to bed. Oh, yeah. yeah you're wide awake, but now you're like, well, what are we going to do? Stay up all night? She doesn't sleep. I can do anything at night yeah. if you guys need a break. That's what I was going to say. Have her keep researching so she can but stay up. I'm yeah. going to figure I'm going to go in this room. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, you and I should go in the room. And then do you want to, do you want to search those rooms down there for that book? Yeah, yeah I was just going to find that book. Yeah, yeah I was just going to search some stuff out of it. I was just going to. Yeah. I'm going to take a nap. Okay, yeah. that works. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. All right. So. You guys go back in that room and the door is locked. To get into it? To yep. get where? Oh, that to corner room. Okay. With a glow up from the corner, a weak yellow glow. Alright. Um, Your arm. That's Thieves' Tools. Yeah. Right. Thieves' Tools. Go ahead and give me a Thieves' Tools check. Can I help her in any way? Are you skilled with Thieves' Tools? No. No. Give me a concentration check. I am. Concentration? Yep. Like a constitution check? Yep. Uh, so that's 10 for constitution. Okay, you just barely made it. Okay. With these tools. As you start humming along, as you say, as you work. These tools is 18. All right, click. All right. You're, you're forcing yourself not to hum a stupid song, but you're like, something's in here. I, I really want door locked. I... Click, and it's, it only takes a couple seconds to really. Mm-hmm. All right, so you open the door slowly, right? Or do you, yep. No, yeah, yeah I open the door slowly. Is there anything we can hear? Anything? And then the lights. Except for the hum. And the hum? Your hum? Oh, the music. Alright. Alright. Shallow wooden boxes are packed on the lower shelves. But all that stuff isn't there. I start checking the boxes. boxes. Yeah. Okay. I start checking the boxes. Um, you can check the boxes, I'll check the fireplace. And don't forget the marks. Can you you guys give me perception checks? That's on the inside. That's 14 for me. 25. Alright. So, Ricky, what, what other light source are you using? Are you just relying on the fireflies? For now. Oh, you're oh, no, yeah, I can use like, I can use my arm if you right. down. So it helps for you guys to have the arm on mm-hmm. because the fireflies are kind of meh. Well, they don't keep going out now. They're back normal. But you look down and right 
like where the, the storage stuff is. Like let's say this is the storage stuff. Covering up half of it is more writing or something. Okay, we're looking at it. Okay, we can't read it because it's only half of it. It's covered up. Move everything over, and you see something that's scratched in the same writing as that one. It says, "Finish the rhyme." So we have to find that book. Yeah. To find what the rest of the rhyme is. Yeah. So we have to we gotta look through this. We heard, we heard Emder sing it. It was like it was slightly different words. Hey. Investigation checks. Investigation for 20. Dirty 20. 20. Ooh, wow, what do you got 20s? Dirty so 20. So, you notice as you're pushing the shelves, this is kind of like a, a, a granite kind of floor, cobblestone, which kind of loose, like stone stores. So, you start pushing on the, the, the storage thing, and you notice that as it's grinding sideways, as you're pushing it sideways to get to the writing, it hooks and catches on a stone that's on the bottom. And it, it gets pulled out just a, just a little bit as you're moving. You're kind of like, heck, and you move the shelf and you start moving it some more, but you look under, and that stone now is canted just a little bit like it's not mortared into the wall. All right, let's pull on it. Yeah, let's get it out there. All right, so you move the shelf thing out of the way and you pull the stone, which is actually a series of stones. So you pull the first stone out and you notice that the top two kind of cave in a little bit. And they haven't been mortared in. They've just been placed there, like they're hiding something. So you start removing all these. How big is the how big is the area that we're removing these from? Well, moving aside exposes a exposes a, a nook that's about five feet across and five feet deep. So the hole itself is probably only about two feet wide, like this. But shining your light, you can see that it extends about five feet by five feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would think that Torag is done searching for the gray tomes book today. So Torag. But she got her a couple of books. Okay, he got he got a couple of books for her to look at. So, uh, Torag, um, can you come in there and see what's in there for me? You can see the dark. Uh, um, hold on. He said he has dark vision. I think he has dark vision. Yeah. If not, I might have. You're busy researching. Yeah, you're yeah. not. Sorry. Yeah, Pretty sure he has dark vision. Sorry. Come on. One of the 18 pages I have here. Yes, dark vision is 60 feet. On the back. So, you know, he does his. And he climbs in, and all he does is stick his head over. And he pants sideways, and he can't sideways, and he comes back out, and looks up at you, and he's And all he says is, bones. Bones. Bag. Bones. Bones. Bag. Bag? Sword. Oh, and a sword. So there's bones and a sword in there. Probably a soldier. But didn't she say 600 years ago when this happened? years ago in the fight. Wasn't this connected to somebody? That merch book merchant? Book merchant? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Should we bring everything in? Yeah. I, should we check for other traps or 
So he's a little contraption, right? Yes. So he, he just So he can he comes out with a bag and he comes out with this brown bag and he kind of hefted it and it's he it was hard for him to right. get out there. <laughs> so he's like and he drops it and you, you feel like there's some kind of some powdery kind of substance is, is inside of it. Okay. It's a little brown bag. Okay. So then he goes back down and he wanna come back with the scroll, he said? Yes, please. <coughs> and he comes down and same thing, this is a tube. Dragging it back up, and you can hear stuff getting shifted around uh, because obviously you couldn't see it the first time, so it must have been under something. So he grabs it, and he grabs, brings it back up, and he's, and he's having problems now, and he's starting to, you can see he's smoking a little bit. Okay. He's smoking a little bit, trying <laughs> to go. Okay. Okay. Oh. When he, yeah, when he comes back up, he's oh. mending on him. Okay, so he feels better, but now he's got this um, a white, full of green scroll tube. That's cool. Oh, magic person. And then, and then I'll peek in the bag. Okay. So you look in the bag, and inside you see uh, it looks like dust almost. Right. Very, very, very fine. It's yeah. It's very, very fine powder. And it's, I mean, it's it's about a handful. So it's probably about a bag, okay. you know, that big. And, excuse me, as you watch, the dust almost like appears and shimmers, and it's almost like it looks like it's an empty bag. And it shimmers and it kind of appears again. It looks like it's there again. Hmm. So I explained that to my tree and I have her look at it too. Same thing. Uh, identify. Okay. It identifies as dust of disappearance. Dust of disappearance. Dope. All right. So Sneak you, up into the So you're uh, looking at the scroll. So you unroll it and you speak. You speak halfling? Yeah. You're not a halfling, but do you speak halfling? I mean, I. Studied with them, wouldn't I? Well, remember the half book that uh, Edward, what if, 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 but did I read the Metallic arm, you still have senses in it. Yeah. Like, mm, 
and he brought the sword. And it's a very nice um, bronze scabbard. Um, has not been worn down. It looks imper impeccable, perfect condition. Magical. It's a short sword. Magical. Does it have any writing or runes or anything on it that um, indicates? Yes, yeah, there's there's origin? some elvish script on it. Elvish. Can I do you read elvish? Okay. It says uh, Wrathbringer. Wrathbringer. Ooh. And do I feel like can I? Whether it has like a good or evil, like presence, like detect good or evil. You want to cast a spell? No, I mean I can't. You cast identifying, though, right? I did, yeah. Did. Yep. So how I, long does it last? Identify? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's one thing or what. Yep. I think it's just it one item. Touch one minute. Oh no, one minute is cast instantaneous. Yeah, so you so just identify one, one thing. So sorry. <laughs> you can hear that smell. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Last thing's bones. Okay. So you pull up bones and it's. You, give me a medicine check. Yep. Both you guys can give me a medicine check if you want. Yeah, I'm looking uh, particularly for any cause of death. A eight. Fourteen. <laughs> um. So you pull the you pull the bones and obviously you're more interested in the skulls. There are two skulls. Oh. In this hole, um, you put one of the skulls, and one of the skulls has a hole in the back of it. Bloodshot. The other skull looks like a normal skull, but you guys can't tell how old they are. You can't tell anything else about them. There's anything else. Um, the races are both halfling. Curiouser and curious. Is there anything else in this little cubby? No. And in these boxes, can we find any books or anything? No, it's all supplies. <coughs> Alright, you guys are freaking exhausted. Yeah. Alright. We're bringing the scroll back. Yeah. We're doing bones in the hole. The bones in the hole? I think to cover them, do we? I mean, they were very cruel. Super creepy, dude. Uh, I'm not taking them in the room with us. <laughs> uh, put them back together. Like, should we ask? Should we ask Vanier about about the bones and the right back to sleeping? No, Vanier, the elf, the elf, right? The elf? Yeah, the researcher. Should we ask her? Not the dude that freaked out. Uh, yeah, Barnier? Yeah. Barnier. Should we have Barnier? Barnier, exactly. Barnier, Barnier. Well, Barnier. Okay, you walk in and she goes, Oh my. Like the tape tree's pulled apart or pulled aside, you know, so she can see the writing. She goes, What happened in here? How did you even get in here? Isn't this locked? Isn't this a spy room? And you're talking about bones. What do you. And she looks and she sees the pile and she goes, Where did those come from? They were buried in the wall? <coughs> that is most peculiar. And she leans down and she takes a look. And she can't tell. She's like, they appear to be smaller bones. So do you know half 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 half? Do I speak half it? No, I don't do that. Sorry. This is very strange. What? 
I guess we should remove them and give them a proper burial. But nothing should be buried in the walls. No, I agree. That is very strange. But all of this seems to be tied in with the song, and how do you how do you suppose it's tied into the song? It's, it's the same song that uh, Ebdo was singing, the one that we've all been singing. She, she looks over at the wall and she goes, words. "Oh my god, you're right." What happened in this room? Edgar's asleep. This is we the should, energy. This is where should... that. You remember 600 years ago, you said somewhere in here? This is where? Did you find anything else? Yes. Well, should we do something? What, what should we do? I'm still humming the song, so obviously whatever you've done is not Marnier, broken you, the spell. Have you seen the Halfling Superstition book? Or the Shimcham book? There's two yeah. books that have been worked on uh, in the binding room. I don't go in the binding room. Could you That's Esther's responsibility. Excellent. Well, maybe you could start. There's gashes in the wall, right? There are oh, edges. That's where they edged in the lyrics of the song. And it was behind the, edge, behind the tapestry. Maybe it was She's telling you what she knows. She's very particular. You can see she's physically upset. And I'm just I can't like, believe. You know, with my goofy, airy personality, I always take the sword and I'm like putting it up to the etchings on the wall and I'm just trying to figure out like how all of the stones match it. The next thing, as we go to bed tonight, I'm going to set Click Clack and Torag on a new task to find the Shem Shem book and to find. The halfling superstition. Is the halfling one still in there? Isn't it Is just it? the nursery rhyme one that's missing? Yeah. yeah, but have we seen? Have I mean? Yeah, maybe that's we should go back I'm, in. I'm looking for it right yeah. now. I okay, know if I found it yet. But. All right, should we go back in the binding and room? And don't we have this counter? This the dust of disappearance. Yeah, dust of disappearance. Why can't we just use this and go check the thing one more time? Yeah, we don't want to make anything disappear. It's not just a reappearance, right? It's just a disappearance. We don't want to make anything disappear. But maybe there's something here that's disappeared. It's been disappeared. dusted it with the dust. It has we been need dusted. to check this little hole before we go one more time. Because something might not be appearing to our eyes. Sure. We might feel it. Because didn't um, your person, your little thing, go in there and a lot of things fall down? But there was. Yeah. But there was. He couldn't see anything? Sure. And that looked funny. Yeah. One more look. In the hole? Like, in the whole room. Yeah. Just a hole. Like, like feeling around in the hole. In the hole? Torag's going in? Yeah. Yeah, and it goes down there. No, I want to feel. You want to go? Yeah, okay, okay. And I'm feeling around the room. Just the dead trainers, the little baby bones that you might have forgotten. The finger bones. No, but I'm feeling around the corners because I'm like thinking something invisible. And you're going to go up, and you're like, nope. Tomorrow I'll take fairy fire. I'll take okay, you guys are resting? The invisibility for tomorrow. Yeah, I need to sleep. Alright, so you go back to your rooms. Well, so Vanyar's like, okay, we'll, we'll stow these. Let's not talk to the rest of the group about this. It might freak them out to know that there are two skeletons that were subconscious or, or uh, 
subterfugely buried in maybe, the tower. Maybe they buried themselves. I don't know, dear. No, One of them had a hole in the back of his skull. True. So, yes. so um, we'll go ahead and put these away. Um, I'll put them um, over here next to Deadpool. That way, when the, the door is unlocked and we, you guys succeed in doing this, you can escort them out and give them a proper burial. Sounds good. And maybe we can speak with them. <gasps> Wait. Well, so you speak with them. Wait. <laughs> and I picked that spell. <laughs> I have that thing where you can ask questions. Too bad you didn't think about it until you had a dream tonight about, hey, you know what? I can actually talk to dead people. I, can I do that real quick? Nope. Nope. That's so you guys go to bed. Yeah, have um, I found anything in my search for this? Give me another intelligence check. Oh, so you're just looking for Shinshan's book? I was looking for that book of nursery rhymes. Yeah. Okay, no, you search. Did you I search find everywhere. anything else amongst my searching? Any other hidden books? Uh, no, you find like another I book you might it. want to read later to okay, so help you research. Yeah, but you don't find Shinshan's book. Well, I guess I'm just going to continue doing research because nobody told me to find the book of Kaplan conspiracies before they went to bed. We did. So, we did. Yeah, I feel like we did. We did. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Yes, okay. The, the so Hathlet. I'm carrying that one around with me. Isn't it Kaplan superstitions? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what it is. Please read it tonight. You want us to know if there's anything in there? Uh, is that Kaplan? It's in common. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Please so I will go to sleep. Yeah. New information in the morning. So. Figure out your spells for the day. Oh, I have my spells. Torag, and then it's like around the hunt for Shin Chan's book. Okay. So. And I have my spell. They're Diane. All right. I'm going to definitely take a fairy fire and see his ability. Yeah. All right. I already have to speak with them. <coughs> so. I can't believe that. I didn't even think that. Damn. Now I got to wait all night long. You guys wake up to this voice echoing out throughout the entire complex. The tune continues to tug at each of your minds, pulling you to intone its sequence of notes. The notes take on the shapes of words you're certain you've never heard before, except for yesterday, but are somehow familiar to you as lyrics. You become aware that the song is not only in your head, Somewhere nearby, a deep and melodic voice is singing the words. You're still awake. You're down on the in the stacks, and you hear it coming from upstairs. And all of you wake up, and your guys are all like, like you're starting. Your eyes are starting to switch. You hear it coming from upstairs. I'm going to go peek around some corners and see who's singing. Okay, everybody make perception checks. <laughs> I love it. 20. What? I rolled a 20. Whoa, you rolled a I rolled a natural 20. 22. 22. 19. Oh, good. So you guys gradually are, all three of you are coming up together, mm -hmm. but you're already up. And you guys catch up to her as she's kind of like peeking around the corner and going up the stairs. And she looks back and she goes like this. And all of you are like, you guys run and catch up together. You go all go upstairs. 
Damon Varner turned around the corner and she goes, you hear the singing? Yes. And all of you, all five of you at once, as you're staring at this corner right here, look to the left. Deadpool's singing. The skeletons. Skeletons, okay. You guys start creeping towards the box and the voice is getting louder and louder and louder as you closer to the box. Come speak with some dead. All right. Come on, creepy. Something, is, is it coming from the box? It's coming from the box. Ah! <laughs> it's coming to the box. coming from inside the box. <laughs> Which box are we talking One next to Deadpool. The box that has the, the bones. bones. She put the bones in a, in box, a box next to Deadpool. And put them next to Deadpool oh. to properly enter them. Oh, you guys got okay. out. Gotcha. So I walked okay. up with my hands and I'm like, how did that fight out what happened here? The fire. And crazy. I've woken up. You got your girl. Right. Okay. okay. So you take a lid off the box? I'm ready. To fight if I have to. You take the lid off the box and the skull is looking up at you and it's just it's the, the voice is coming from the skull. Hi. Which skull? The one with the hole? Yes, the one with the hole. <laughs> I'm <missed this. laughs> I'm backing up slowly. I love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and I am gonna be like, okay, oh, you wanna talk? Let's talk. This is it. <laughs> Alright, so I start with my speak with dead and one corpse with mouth or skull mouth answers five questions with what it knew in life. So I'm explaining, I'm doing this so we can all ask questions. What five do we want to ask? Okay, what's question number one? Who are you? And in between you asking its questions, it sings. How do we stop this curse? How do we stop this curse? How do we stop this curse? You want to finish the line. Finish the line. Or finish the line. What's the end of the line? How do we, how do we, what's the finish to the line? Yeah. I don't know. Find it. For you to ask me. What happened to you? I found a little shimshine drive has brought it to the great library, but was refused entry. I was brought here. I read the book. And I died. Where is the book now? In the cellar. In the cellar. Well, the whole place is called the Firefly Cellar. Uh, he's going to be that broad. What a douche. Alright, I can ask him again tomorrow. Five more questions. Yes, it says. Does the cat lady you can have she's seen that every ten days? Never mind. You can ask the other one. There's two skulls. And I can pass the time. 
Yeah. Yes. Make sure you're chalking off your spell slots. I am. This is my only two-third level spell, so... Give me a concentration check. I forgot to ask that for you the first time. She's concentrating really hard. <laughs> so, for you guys that don't know, right? yeah, constitution saving throw, but you just need a 10 and higher or half the damage you take damage. So, you know, roll. Alright, we pass on the second one. Alright, it comes to life. <laughs> the female. What happened to you? I took my own life. Why? I could not stop singing the song. Who did your bones? Who did your bones? I know not. Where in the cellar specifically is the ship shine? I don't know. Can I go back to sleep now? It's just, she's not about to sleep. So, yeah, the, from what I know, it's like, it's not the real person, it's just the yeah. collective of memory. So, what? So, the last there. question. I, I think so. How do we find the book? How can we find the book? How, how do we find the book? How, how, how can we or how do we? How do we find the book? Just open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Apparently, everybody give me a concentration check. Constitution saving. Failing. Twenty-one. No, actually better. 23. 13. So you rolled a 6, and you rolled a what? 13. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Alright, let me see here. My favorite one so far ever. 
creep me out. All How many people are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine people, right? Yep. So I'm going to say one, two, three, four, nobody else. So. Oh my god. We're all fudged to the taint. <laughs> this oh, world's four. This world's four three times. Oh my. Maybe for you. Yeah, right. Right, seven. So, Maitri and Maeve, give me a wisdom saving throw. Is this against magic? Um, no. Nineteen. Oh, for fun's sake, that was a natural one. <laughs> oh, my dream. See you guys later. <laughs> I am so <laughs> you're talking to the skull, and it's almost like the skull just starts looking back at you like you're done talking to it. And the skull that's next to it of this other halfling is still singing. And you kind of just look at the skull and just start singing with it. Okay, and you rolled on that one? That one. <laughs> but I rolled a 19! Alright. So, you start singing along with it, and you're like, oh, no! And then you hear Maeve next to you, like, bellowing it out. Like, <laughs> yes. Style. And she looks at you, like, just angry that you're not singing anymore, that you fought it. I'm so you take 11 second damage. Oh, good stuff. And then you attack uh, Maitri. Yeah, forget. <laughs> hey! Sorry. Stop it! Sorry. Uh, I would have been in uh, guardian it's a mode. Attack. I know. I was gonna be. I, I would be in guardian mode because it's close quarters. So I'll punch you. I'm sorry. Ow! Oh. <laughs> and the tail. You have advantage because she's surprised. Oh dear God! She was definitely not ready oh, to be no. punched by her friend. Oh no! As you sing this. Oh lord. I've got a plus eight to hit and do you want me to have advantage? Yep. I'm really sorry, that's a nineteen. Alright, I'm pretty sure that hits. That all damage. Yeah, your AC is your AC 17, 17. Okay. so one D eight plus five hundred damage. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You have one wicked black. Two yeah. plus five is seven. So take seven damage. And right away, you snap Ow. out of it. You're like, what? Me! Oh, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Punched me right in the you teeth. Guys... <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Ow. So you guys, then, then you hear this uh, wail from Ketula. The the cat? Cat, the segment the cat person mm-hmm. she roars and you hear somebody go ah what are you doing Ketula? And she goes I'm I'm sorry I, I don't know what came over me so she attacks I closed the lid of the box into trouble yeah so you guys are like uh, oh crap Varnier's like whoa what is going on and she's like Ketula's down on the on the in the sa- in the sacks so she runs down there to see what's going on. And before you know it, Catula runs right by her, knocks her over, 
you see her run upstairs, and you, you hear her going on the wall on the door that leads out. The tulip biting her lip to keep from singing slumps to the floor with her back against the wall and her head in her hands. And then after a moment, her ears flat and she springs back up to take off those full, full sprints, punching the door, trying Can to get I out. Can I cast blindness or, or deafness on her? Yeah, go ahead, go on. Okay. Um, so what's your DC? Uh, my DC is 16. Okay, she fails. So yeah. she starts, yeah, she starts going boof, And you guys, are you guys coming up? investigate what she's doing because she's over here in this, yeah. this mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, and her. And she can't and hear she the goes, music anymore. What? What happened? I can't hear anything. So, I'm signing to her. You see her just start crying like tears start coming out I of her eyes. Right. Yeah. Can... Um, that would be... Write something to her and ask her if she can hear the music anymore. Can you? Because I'm not sure if that's coming from outside or inside, right? It's but it's both. It's like a yeah, you know, yeah. I just want to verify she's not hearing if she's hearing the music anymore. I got you. Um. So, she, she could talk. Yeah. So she's like, I hear the tune in my mind, but I don't hear it anymore. And it helps. Okay. Okay. Either way, that's the very first thing that happens this morning. What are you guys doing for the whole day? We gotta find this fucking book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go to that little uh, Does this little guy, the housekeeper person, know anything? Yep. Where the book is? Maybe he's seen it. Thank you. This little guy? Because he does, What's he's sort of cleaning thing? a lot and he comes across all the people. <coughs> well, I think I searched around. Well, didn't I search last everything? Night. No, you got to that room up there and you spent a whole bunch of time in that room. Well, I was, last night I searched all in here. Well, those are people in bedrooms that are sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah, she. She was being creepy. It yeah. was cool. You said. He was well, out of his mind and the little girl was in there, but I still searched that room from top to bottom. Okay. Well, give me perception. Well, I mean, you walk in and Delby's like, it's dark. What are you doing? I need to look for a book. Edgar's okay now, too. He's yeah. like, he's like, I, I prefer you leave my room and let me rest. you got to just You're looking for a workbook. Don't worry about it. I'm you worried about the nursery rhymes. We want oh. to be healthy. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, if you think that's the source of the problem, then by all means, and he starts flipping his mattress. He's like, "Look, we don't have it in here," and he starts mm -hmm. moving stuff around. And, and Yelby's helping. She's like, "Do you want me to help, Daddy?" Goes, yeah, I hope the old, hope the. And I explained to them what that I came this powder, so she's like a disappearance, right? It could be invisible. They toss well, the around. The dust has been in the it. wall for yeah. who knows how long. He's had it on his repair shelf. So it wouldn't be so invisible. So it wouldn't be invisible. It's just yeah. lost well, somewhere. Kitchen. Just okay. kitchen, including so the kitchen. So this is the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, let me know search, what you guys are doing now. Search the fire, the furnace, just in case somebody thought to burn it. No, you guys are healed. Get your spell slot back. Oh. Actually, give me a concentration check. Everybody. Concentration, that's a natural 20. Okay, so you your spell slots back. You said 10? 
Heal. Get your heal and get your spell slots back. You already did. You got a 34. Right, right, I know, but can I cast one on natural one? You cast your chest. Oh, I can only do one on one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. One, Sorry. One I don't know how it Sorry. But you got better than that. You wouldn't want to cast that. Yeah. Alright. So, you got your heal. Get your spell slots back for the day. You were able to rest. Even though, oh my god, it's starting to get really bad. It's starting to sing. You guys can hear it now. You know the lyrics. You're actually starting to sing the song. Um, so what are you doing? We're going around the room. So she didn't find anything in any of these rooms. So you started tossing the rooms. Um, some of the rooms are locked. Like people are sleeping in them. Like, like other researchers that we haven't seen? No, Var- Varnier. So she's got a room. She goes back there to trance. Oh, I'm so looking in all the rooms. I've got these tools and stuff. Like okay. anybody who's got a room back here. So I'm at night, Varnier's in a room and she hears you. And she meditates. She goes into a trance and she melts. And she opens the door. She's like, can I help you? Sorry to bother you. I'm looking for the nursery rhymes book because I think that's what's driving us all nuts. So I'm just going to do a quick look through your room. If you don't mind. Um, sure. Yeah, come on in. Thank you. She goes, what nursery rhyme book? What are you talking about? Alright, so I'll describe nice each room to you really quick. Alright, so um So the first room on the left, those are some extra quarters. Two beds positioned on opposite walls, flank a wash basin and an otherwise bare room. Both beds are made, but the blanket on one of them is a bit rumpled. Okay? Next room is Galby's room. You guys have already been in there, and you searched, you didn't find anything. And you searched in the other room, you didn't find anything. Then you have Ebder's room. Ebder sleeps in the next room. So, he's over here. Yep. This sparse bedroom is tidy, apart from a clay bowl containing the remnants of a particularly vinegary meal resting on a large trunk. So you search, in, you search around the room in there? Yep. And so you walk in, and you go, so we'll play, we'll play this again. He goes, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, we can... Just make sure that you think my daughter took it? I don't know who took it. We're just, it seems to have up and disappeared because you were working on it and now you can't find it. So it, it went somewhere. Okay. So he's like, sure, of course. So he starts kind of, it's very sparsely, sparsely uh, set up. So you start searching around and you start to go into the bed and he goes, oh, just, just be careful, please. And you look into the bed and you see. There's an ornate circular box decorated with silver filigree underneath the bed. And he, he kind of he kind of gets a little wistful as you slowly slide it out. And he goes, it's it's from my my, my dead wife. And you open it up, and it's a, inside is a small glass figurine of a woman fixed to a wooden stand that looks like it's supposed to hold a ring. But there's no ring on it. And he says, that's, that's the keepsake from... My wife passed away. I'm sorry to hear about your wife. But you toss the rest of the room and there's nothing in it. Okay. And he puts it back on the trunk and goes, Good night. What's in the trunk? How'd you work um, A set of robes and a heavy wool coat. Oh, yeah. How did she die? Was she here working I'd with you? I'd rather not speak about my dead wife. I'd like How to go long to have sleep. you been working with you? Um, I don't mean to be rude, but you just searched my room and it's late. Ugh. Because remember, it doesn't take like 10 minutes to search one room. So. Everybody wants to sleep. Okay. 
I understand you have the benefit of not needing to sleep anymore, my lady, but I would like to rest, especially after yesterday's events. Uh, well, come find me when you wake up in the morning. I'd like to possibly ask a few questions so we can all figure out why all this is happening to all of us. Uh, of course. Maybe we can find some things out that can help. Okay. So the last room at the end <coughs> is locked. I will pick the locks. Right, go ahead. Okay. And then give me a stealth check too. Twenty, so twenty-three. Right, so you're stealthy, but the lock is not here. Can I cash that twenty-three? Yeah. Two hundred thirty. Experience. Mm-hmm. Damn it, because you know it's in there. Is that one a game that you do that? Yeah, one yeah, per night. One per night. Okay, got it. Like you want to go for your highest? What you think your highest roll is? But if you don't roll it by the end of the night, you're. Yeah. So then maybe since I couldn't get in. I know Maeve's also skilled with the she beast tools. So, but going back to the morning after we hear all the first thing that happens, we all hear this singing and stuff. So once all that's calmed down, I let her know, like, hey, there's a room that I couldn't get into. You know, do you think maybe we could, now that everybody's kind of out of the sleeping area mm-hmm. doing their thing, we could go back over there and we could give it a try? Right. Absolutely. Right, and then the rest of the room, so the room that you guys were in, um, you search through the rest of that room, there's nothing in there. The kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, you search through the kitchen, you don't find anything in the kitchen. Um, the kitchen, you notice as you go in there, um, it's warm, like all the time. You're like, there's no fire. That's kind of weird. Once you detect magic. So she's doing all this stuff right now. You guys are sleeping. But- Oh, no, this is during the day now. I'm still no. resolving what no, happened. We're tonight. still going through where I was looking in the rooms, I guess. It's still warm. Can I figure out where? Yeah, I, you know, for something check. Your brain is going well. I know, right? Nine. Nine. Nope, can't tell. But you do search the kitchen, you don't find out all it's got. All I know is it feels warm and I don't know where it's coming from. The next room, the middle room, is Cthulhu's room. Um, I mean, it's not locked, but she's in there sleeping. She's kind of freaked out a little bit. She's finally calmed down after death and spell went away. Well, since I'm stealthy, can I just, she's asleep, can I just have a quick peek? Totally breaking and entering. So, so weird. So you I'm just a, wake you're it a up. dead banshee. I just okay. Hey, cat, can I look at you? Just right. quick, can you go back to sleep so we can so figure out why you're hearing the music. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Nineteen. Okay. Nope. You search through it pretty heavily. You don't find anything. Okay. Okay. And then there's. And the last room that is Vernier's room, and it is locked, and she is in there. But we already did her room. No, you She got angry with me. Yeah. She was meditating. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. So let me read this real quick. 
So the bedroom could be another wing of the library for all the books packed into the shelves that line the walls. Two five-foot-tall candlesticks in the middle of the room have magical flames flickering atop them. A welcome reprieve from the relatively dim light of the firefly lamps. So, yeah, she's like, this is a room full of books. She's like, you want to look through all of my books to see if you can find the nurture rhyme book? Yep. You don't mind? I'll be quiet. Do you think and... that's what it is? Give me a, a persuasion check with advantage, because she's definitely all about finding out. Figuring this shit out. She's like, I really want to help you, but I'm exhausted. Today's events have really, really worn me out. Can we do this first thing in the morning, please? I need to rest. Sure. I will totally let you, but. I'll like, come back in the morning if you wouldn't mind if I could take not. a look around. Thank, Thank you so much. So she goes to bed. All right. So. So now everybody's awake, and um, Cthulhu tries to escape. All that stuff happens. Now, you guys are doing what you're doing for the rest of the day. You're going to go back and search your room? Yep. Right, she's totally bound. She's like, yeah, I'm ready whenever you're ready. Cthulhu is resting in her room. You put the, you put the deafness spell on it. It lasts for, what, 10 minutes? Forever. 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 She's forever. dead forever. Sorry, <laughs> right, buddy. She's not trying to save. No, but how long does it last? One All right, so for one minute, she's she's calmed down. All right. So you start going to put your fingers where you guys are at. So put your figure in her room. So I'm asking Varmir if I can please search. Yeah, so Varmir's in there with you. Um, I don't know where she is. Yeah, oh, there she is. I'm going to go to the kitchen. And you guys notice that the soul is still singing. So this hole just never stops. Can we nope. just bash this ball in? No! Sorry. That's just me being nice thing to even know. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, could we burn it? Or what if the curse transfers to somebody else and if it's burned? Yeah. 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 Alright, so you're doing stuff in the kitchen. Um, Katula stays in her room because she is freaked out right now. She's trying to the people we haven't talked to that came through in the past. And um, I want to find out where this heat in the kitchen is going from. This guy... Um, I need water on the pie tray this mouth. <laughs> he just, he's feeling better? He's he, going he is feeling better, and he is just wandering. He doesn't know what to do with himself, so he's just wandering he's around. He's not finding the books. He can't, no, he can't concentrate. It's getting to the point where it's getting really, really hard. Focus. Um, this guy is constantly running around doing stuff. Um, Maeve, what are you doing? I'm going to try to unlock that door at the end. That's the okay. first thing. And then the next thing I'm going to do is talk to the cat, the bird. Alright, so first thing in the morning you're trying to do that? Yeah, first thing in the morning I'm going to unlock that door. I'm gonna try so to first thing in the morning was, was the single skull yeah. and Cthulhu. So that's what woke you guys all up and rush out there. So now it's after that. Um, so that's his room. I don't 
You're in there. You met up with her. You're in. She told you about that in the kitchen, and you are standing on the shelf with someone. Sorry. So what are you doing? Better to see your. I am just trying to find the book, but you know, like, I don't know what else to do. Okay. I'm losing my mind as well. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. The air around you begins starts to feel thick. It presses in on you from all sides, prickling your nerves. Your muscles twitch as though something is yanking on them with invisible strings. So you go up and you're walking up to his door, and you just you're like. And you're like, I can't be out here alone right now. I'm freaking out. You know my tree's at the end of the hallway. So in my tree, you kind of get the feeling, same feeling. Like you look around and you look down the hallway and she's like, yeah, hey, um, yeah, I'm freaking out. Okay. So I go to the door with her. Give me a perception check. Okay. I mean, we can do both yeah. of you give me a perception both, check. Both of them together. Shoot. I got, I got, I got an eight. Um, Right. You guys just hear this. <clears throat> you look back. You're like, what was that? You're a door, a door closed. You're a door closed. All right. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What's that, the little girl? Where is she? Oh, right there. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. Roll initiative. What? Oh, jeez. What's coming out of the walls? Eleven. Initiative is this number plus one. Plus initiative. Oh, 20. All right. Ah, nice. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people usually wonder here. 
Yeah, I think so, because that's a lot. It is a lot. It, it is a lot, lot for you to be eating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can only eat so much wax. This is very true. Mm, wax. <laughs> it doesn't say wax, but it does say mineral oil. <laughs> that mm -hmm. can't be good for you. <laughs> I say wax, and so it's always reminding me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mineral oil is not good. You have to see that. What do you think? Alright. What are your Christmas scores? Maeve? Oh, I have eight. <laughs> Christmas is 15 plus 2. Okay. Alessandra? Charisma. <laughs> 12 plus 4. 15 plus 2. Alright. So everybody give me a Charisma saving throw. Oh my lord. Watch me roll. All right, so the song gets so loud in everyone's ears that you just can't, you can't, it's so hard to fight it now. And you start lashing out. Um, starting with Alessandra. Alessandra, you're able to kind of, you've been having this push on your brain for like the last month from this Devil's Dagger. So you've actually built up a little bit of a resistance to things trying to overpower your will. So you actually, you put your hand on the sword. What, what happened to the short sword? Let's get with us. You just put it in a bag or something? Or what are you doing with that? We didn't even get a chance to say what we did with that. Yeah. Just want to ask yeah, I wouldn't. Have, I don't think I would have kept it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's probably in our room, honestly. Probably would still be in your room. Okay. You have the bag, though. The bag of dust and disappearance. Yeah. And you have the scroll. No, it doesn't fit that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you like are grabbing your sword, like squeezing your eyes tight. You're like, no, no. And you're you're forced this song out of your mind. Kelsey, would you roll? Uh, twelve. All right. So, same thing with you. Um, you close your eyes, like it's reverberating now. But when you open them, you look at Varnier, and Varnier's looking at you. She's got a cane up. And she goes, BAM! She looks at you right in the face. Ow! And you, she's singing, like, really loud. On the class is... Seventeen. So, like... You squeeze your eyes shut, and just as you open them, you see her coming down with, your, with a cane. And you just raise your arm up at the last second, just crack, hits against your arm. And you, she's like, and she just keeps on singing, and she just keeps looking up, looking, 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 and she keeps going. Can I knock her out with the hilt of my sword? Maybe on your turn. I'll put your turn. So, um... Fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. You see him come up the stairs. He's looking at you. And you you're you're trying to fight this too, and he's singing too. And he's like, ah, ah. and 
He is going to hit you. I'm going to try to hit you. With. I guess he's just going to try to punch you. He just he roars out and he takes a book and flings it at you. Okay, and misses terribly. You're like, and same thing, you open your eyes, you see him stalking towards you, and you're like, oh no, something's wrong with this dude. And the last second, like, he's flinging books at you, and he tries to punch you, and you're, you start finessing him, and he's an older guy, so you grab him up and twist him up. Um, okay. Um, my tree. You are standing there. You're not. You're standing there. <laughs> And you're doing the same thing. You're like, oh my god, I stop. Yeah, no, stop. And as you're fighting it, Maeve, what does Maeve do? Because Maeve is going to attack my tree. Yeah, if you had a thunder I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you get beat up by your friend. Again. <laughs> oh, you have advantage. Advantage. Yep. Yeah. Come on with it. Uh, you got lucky. Nine plus eight. Seven. No, seventeen. Yeah. No, that hits. Your damage. <sighs> Alright. Punches you right in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, you're taller than her, so yeah, she punches you right in the face. Ten damage. Sorry, and you get disadvantage on your next attack. Sorry, your head is ringing. Actually, that is what happens with the thunder. Does that affect your hearing song? Ow! Oh, no, she's okay. Okay. My face! All right, Alessandra, you're up. You've got this dude right in front of you. He's fighting with you. I need to knock him out. He needs to go to sleep, so... Yeah. So... Wait. So my turn, I got no action? Yes. You went before Maeve, and you're fighting the song, and you did the critical saving throw. And as you're fighting the song and not getting controlled by it, you open your eyes and get punched in the face, but or punched in the taint. Sounds like a shit ass transmog. It's a surprise round. Because you weren't expecting Maeve to walk I'm walk always you. now going to be expecting Maeve to punch me in my taint. <laughs> That's just a She's the thing. taint puncher. <laughs> puncher like a cock knocker. Maeve, puncher of taint. <laughs> taint that's funny. Taint to taint. Alright, Alessandra, what are you doing? I'm are you going to punch him? I'm just going to try to knock him out. Alright, so you get three attacks. So you get a main punch, you get an offhand, and another punch. So I'm just going to do physical damage to him. So I'll go ahead and roll for okay. attack. Yep. Oh my god, it's a nine. <laughs> Shut up. Plus, what, yeah, if you're punching, it's... It's add your strength modifier. Well, isn't it some hit? Yeah. yeah. But she's using her fists, not her yeah. swords. That's, those are my swords. Oh, um, so, your strength modifier and your proficiency. Your proficiency. So, plus three. Okay, so it would be... 12. And 12 hits. Proficiency, you said add proficiency and what? Yeah, just attack with your short sword. like you're attacking with your short sword. So, plus five. Right, so you hit him, so now roll well, your damage. So your damage, because you're not proficient in fighting, is one plus your strength modifier. One. What's your strength modifier? Strength modifier. Plus three. Plus three? So you do four damage to him. So already he's he's woozy. He's oh um frustrated. 
Where do I put this somewhere? Where do I have points? Oh, there they are. Um, Alright, go ahead and hit him again, because I'm pretty sure you're about to knock him out. Okay. I'm, I'm rolling this here. Mm -hmm. uh, is that a 11? Yeah. Right, you said plus 5. Yeah, that's uh, 12. 12. Would you roll? 2. Oh, that's a 7. 7. So just seven? add plus 5. Are you sure? Just pretend oh, like you're. 2. I'm sorry. That's no, it's a 7. Yeah, just, add, just pretend like you're attacking with your sword. So just add so plus 7. Five. So. Your second one, your first one connects with his jaw and he kind of, The second one, you swing back and he, he kind of stumbles back from the first hit. So now I'm punching the end with the right hook. So go ahead and roll attack and roll again. Roll attention. Hmm. Um, that's time to put it in jail now. Yeah, it's fine. That's three and three, six. So, no. All right, so he's, he's, it's not because you're missing him because he's agile. It's because you almost knocked him out in the first punch. So you swing, punch him, miss, miss, you kind of lunging forward him, trying not to pull out your weapons like you'd have that itch to just dice him up because you're like, whoa, hold on now. Yeah. And this is some dude, he's probably far. under control. So, all right, so Kelsey, you have Varnier here who's trying to hit you with her, with her cane. Yep, I want to try and hit her with the end of my blunt end of my sword so I can knock her out so I can try and look through these books in her room because that's why we're in there so we can find this dark thing. Okay, go ahead and roll attack. Sixteen twenty. Okay, that hits. Well your damage roll well it's your with the blunt side so it's one plus your strike multiplier. One plus one, two. So two damage. Alright, so you kind of hit her and that's what you heard is and you look like you were aiming for a head and she moved like this and dong, and you're like, what the heck? And her shirt kind of peels away and she's got like a, a minor breastplate on underneath. Who is this? Barrett Varnian. Yeah. Why would she be a, in a library but wearing a breastplate? Not I only. told you she was shaky. Alright, so second attack. You can punch. Use her offhand if you want. Sure. Okay, go ahead and roll with that. Seventeen. Alright, so that's also one plus your strength modifier, so two. Two more damage. And now you can hit her again because you have two attacks per coming in. Okay? Yes, so I'll give her a left hook. Sure. Alright, so you already left hook, so I can punch her again with the blow to your end of your yep. sword. Alright, go ahead and roll attack more. Do I still use this plus four? For yeah, my... for the strength, yep, for yep. the short sword. So sword. ten. Ten, alright, so that time she kind of moves out of the way, like, she jukes you. Alright, so now it's her turn. So she's rolling to attack you, Kelsey. She does not have initiative anymore, and all she's got is a cane. So she's hitting you with this cane, you're, you're, I'm just her, like, Ow, it's not even, well now it's not even, she's so far away, she's swinging, and you're just kind of like, and then I'll do it in front of you, trying to attack you, and he misses horribly too, throwing books and stuff at him. Alright, so while this is happening, I'll wait to get another turn in mind. So, my tree. Oh, yeah, because you stopped the attack. Um, oh, let me roll for him. 
So, nope. dude in front of you, like, throws a book at you, and he starts, like, looking really hard, and he starts shaking his head, and he goes, ah, oh, what the hell? What'd you hit me for? <laughs> and he shakes his head, and he puts down the book that he was going to throw at you, and he goes, how the hell did I get in here? Uh, my tree, you're up. My Maeve's in front of you, and she's punching you in the face in the taint. And you hear her singing the song. Yep, I'm gonna... Over and over again. I am going to do what I did to Catsy. I'm going to cast Deafness on her. Alright. Give me, uh, what? Wisdom saving throw? What's your DC? My DC is 16. Is it Constitution saving there? Constitution save? Yeah, yeah. Alright, that's good. Because mm -hmm. I get advantage on the other ones. 11, that's 15. Okay. Yeah, 16. Nice. Alright, so you're deaf. I'm deaf. But you're still attacking. Oh. She doesn't stop hearing the music in her head? Because it's in her mind, but it's not out loud. That's what's on the candy is here. Go ahead and attack. Alright. And then give me a cruise saving throw. So you don't hear me calling you a bitch. <laughs> 16? That doesn't miss. Yeah, uh, that doesn't hit. 16. No. Doesn't hit. Good. Yeah, she's so on her guard now. And then a cruise saving throw. You only get over attack for Kirkland? Would you do now or not? Instigating. I, just, I just remembered that. <laughs> I didn't remember that until you said that. I get to do no, Punch her again. Good level. Oh! Did she get a natural 20? Yes! She's gonna knock you out. I just spread my legs. <laughs> Come and get it. Go to town! <laughs> <laughs> shim shim said knock you out. Yep. Shim shim. Mama said knock you out. Alright, go ahead and roll double, double damage dice. Yeah. So 10 plus 5 is 15. Thunder damage. Sorry. Thunder. How much? 15. Are you okay? No. No? I'm not that great. You down? I'm. You're still up? Alright. I'm 25 out of 36 gone. Okay. You're still up. I was going to say. Charisma. Charisma. Is this against magic? Nope. No, it's constitution. So charisma. Oh, good. Minus one, because I'm super cute. Um, nine. I'll give you advantage since you're deaf. Oh, okay. Because you're you're hearing it, so now you're not hearing it anymore. Doesn't help. It's even better, man. Yeah, didn't help. Eight. All right, so at the top of the round, as you guys are kind of duking it out, and this song is reverberating all over the freaking entire um, library, Random books start to fly off the shelves. Each creature in that area, that area. So I need a deck save from you. You're pointing at me. You. That's you. And everybody in. Six. In the room that you're in. So I need a deck save from you too. Oh, what side is it? Nine. 
Alright, so books are flying off the shelves at you. Oh, even though she's trying to attack you. Yep. Okay. So you take two points of damage from books flying off. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Top of the round until all this is over with. You books keep on flying all the place. Alright, Alessandra, you're up. He's in front of you. You can take a whack at him again if you want. Is he. I thought he came too. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, he did. I don't have to hit him again. I think he's. You do hear some yelling coming from downstairs. Alright, so I'm going to go downstairs. Now, I find it interesting that it, when she was getting ready to come to his door, things got a little yeah. shady. So All I'm right. going to. You know, I'm going to come over here and I think I should try to. Well, you, don't, you didn't see that. No, oh. I'm going to come down here and try to figure the situation out. Alright, so move out of the way. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. You're sprinting? Sure. 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. So doors close at the end. You can hear some, ah, stop it, mate. What are you doing? You're going to mess up my hair. <laughs> so can I yell down the, ha- the hallway? Like, so, mate, so stop. What are you doing? What's going on down there? I'm yelling down the hallway. Stop. I like it so much. Right in your blonde, pretty face. Kelsey, you're up. Books are flying at you, and she's still trying to attack. She's still attacking me? Yep. Well, I'd rather not have to deal with all of that at once, so I'm going to try and knock her out again. Okay, we're going to attack. 16. Alright, that hits. That's your damage. Damage is... This is my long sword. It's 1d8. Oh, no. So you're going to attack her with your sword? Or oh, gonna... no. Okay. Um, so, so two. Two more damage, more, two more damage right? Alright, so she's going. Well, she's still got her pain up. She was still swinging, didn't know she was like, whoa. We're going to hit her again, hit her offhand, punch her again. 21. Alright, so two more damage. Mm-hmm. You see her fall back on a, you know, on, a, on a cushion. She doesn't have a bed in this room. She's actually got like a, like a, a giant meditation cushion. cushion yeah. or something. So she falls back on the cushion and her eyes roll, and the book slowly. Start to fall. Ooh. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I knocked her out, and now the books are calling down. So, mm-hmm. my tree, what are you doing? Healing myself. She's still right in front of you, punching you right in the paint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cure my wounds as I cry. Okay, so cast your wounds. Okay. Give me a concentration check first. If it's higher than 10, then let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay, so go ahead and heal yourself. Right in time for Maeve to punch you again. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Maeve. I'm coming. It's just taking me a long time. Oh, oh my sake. god. Oh, oh no! <laughs> You're dead. Wait. Because I have healed for 16 first. Alright, well. go ahead and do your damage. Okay, 4 plus 5 is 9. Oh, you get a crit. Uh, oh, you're good. Uh, yeah, sorry. So that, actually I doubled that. Not double the one dice, you rolled the damage dice twice. Oh, okay. I've always played double the, the, the roll. Double the yeah, roll. Yeah, because then you might roll low with that. So. Okay. It's roll, di- roll double damage dice. Always... You're fine. You want me to roll another one? Yep. Okay. Two, three, five, that's, plus four. That's ten. Ten damage for the first attack. Yep. Here's the other, here comes the other crit. Oh, jeez. 
You know, you took out the way right now. Okay, six plus eight, 14. That'll miss. So you're like, God, help me, please. And you feel better all of a sudden. You punch right in the stomach. Oh, and you're like, no, stop it. You start moving back. And you're like, stop, stop. All right, give me a quick saving throw. With advantage. She's still dead. Why oh, we need a concentration me? check to see if you can maintain death and time. I don't have charisma, no. I got one. I got two minus one is one. Wait, nineteen right. is also with one. With advantage. Twenty. Twelve. Twelve advantage. Twelve. 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 I'm gonna try to come and save. Alright, 15, 20, 25, 30! 35, 40, so you can come in here, but you can't do anything. So you look and you see Maeve just like punching bad. And my tree's like, hey! <laughs> hey, I'm not that bad. I may be ditzy, but I can put up a fight. <laughs> You're dancing a little bit. Maeve is just like there. falling through all of this, like just crying. Actually, you are. Yeah. You are. Like, You're in control of your faculties, but your mental faculties, but not your being a trauma faculties. victim. <laughs> yeah. um, Kelsey, you hear some yelling and screaming from, from outside, too. Well, I better go take a look and see... What you can do. Well, what can I do? I, I mean, I... Practically. Um, can we pull should I try and knock her in the head, too, maybe, to see if that will get her to stop acting all crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, well... I guess we'll give it a shot. See if I can just get my next wallop outside the head. Okay, so you gotta get up there. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. No, you can't go that way. So that's how far away you are, so you can't really get close enough to attack her. So you're dancing now. All of you guys are dancing around Maeve. Dang. Um. Can I shove Alessandra into her to try and knock her down? I'll take it. Sure. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> See if we can get Maeve just like so on, stop. like on the ground. Roll attack. You're gonna roll to shove. So you get an attack, and that's gonna be an to test it. Or what? That's what I check. Well, that might not have worked. So or nine. No. You cut. You're coming in the door. Especially she's running towards you. In the last second, she's like, push. You. You're like defensive. Like slide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying by you on the floor right now. Yeah, but maybe she just tripped and fell on me. Yeah. Okay. So all right, my tree, it's up your turn. What are you doing? Can you knock her out? No, you don't have any fights. No, I can knock her out. Just knock her out. She's been hit here. I don't want to hit her. You might just. You might just have to. I'm gonna try to hit her. Knock her out with my hands. Okay, we'll go back. <laughs> you just ha- you have to. She's been beating you down. Beating you down for a long time. You get disadvantage though because I've been hitting you with my thunder gauntlets and it gives you disadvantage on your attacks. Sorry. Womp womp womp. Uh, five. No. <laughs> nope. My AC is nineteen. Because I don't want to hit you. I know. You really don't want to. You just one attack. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Maeve, you're up. 
<laughs> I could have healed myself instead of wasting my skill. Well, now, now give me a perception check. Because now you sense that Alessandro's behind you, Kelsey's coming up. Yeah. But you can still feel it, right? Yeah, I can make it. Decept- with, with advantage. Disadvantage perception? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, nope, you're focusing on my tree. Well, 16. Oh, no, you're right. Disadvantage. No, nope, you're focusing on my tree. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather die by you. <laughs> bawling and bawling. I'm so sorry, but I love hitting you. Bawling and attack? That's a hit. Twice. Yep, you can do one damage at a time. Eight. Eight damage. Okay, hit her again. Nope. Alright, that one missed. Yep. Alright, top of the round, Alessandra. I'm gonna knock her out, please. Okay, <laughs> how do you do that? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I really want to just oh, pull out my sword. Oh, give me a Christmas save, really oh, I should probably... I have Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Did I get advantage? Because it's the end up? Yeah. I okay. do. Okay. Well, you might not be deaf anymore. No. Concentration four. Okay. Nope. We're not deaf anymore. Okay. Doesn't matter. So I'm gonna hit her with my fist. Okay. Change the strength. No. Fourteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Nope. She is too nimble and light on her feet. And I'm, I'm covering the armor too. Yep. That's one hit though. You got two more hits. You got your bonus action left hand and your right hand. Alright. Wait, is this in plus this one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got this. Fourteen. Nope. It was a good try. It was a good try. That's that's both of your other attacks? So you have three attacks total. Oh, I have two. I have two. Okay, one more? Yep. I'm like the worst person to have charisma saving saving this. What about wisdom? I mean, I think I'm better on wisdom. Charisma is particularly rough for me. 25. 25 hits? Yeah. But you're, you're punching her? Yeah. So you're going to do one damage plus your strength on fire. Three. Three damage total? Yeah. Tony, now it's going to take a long time to beat her down. So, I have an idea. you guys could grapple her. Yeah. Restrain her. Do we have down. any that I'm going to come in on that? Huh? Like, can I have any? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not deaf anymore. Yeah. Alright, Kelsey, you're up. Um, I command you to stop hitting me. Would it make sense to try and use this rope in my bags to try and tie her up? Not with her arm, though. You'd probably get out of that. And yeah. Maybe, but I mean, you can do a grapple check. So if you had a contested athletics check. Athletics? All right, well, let's try it. Okay, so contested athletics check. Yeah. 22. 18. All right, so you are grappled right now. Does not mean that you are totally restrained. If you use another action to grapple further than that, then there's a chance that she can be restrained. And now you guys just hold her down the entire time and hope for her to break out of this, whatever this crap is. 
Well, we need to do something because we can't just keep holding on to her. All right. Um, How many attacks do you get? Two. No. That was oh. in athletics? Yeah. Uh, and it upper doesn't. Body. <laughs> What's dissonant whispers? I picture Mr. Smith beat. <laughs> yeah. That means I've got advantage on that one. You want me to roll again on that? Yeah, upper body, but it's not. Like, she's I know. Trying That's to why I just want to make sure. We're not going to get I, any I, farther I, than this. It's four minutes to nine. Oh, it's a game. Huh? We're playing till nine, right? Do we play till nine or play till ten? We play till nine usually, I thought. I can't remember. Is it four nine? Yeah. I'm happy to go longer. Oh. I'll go longer. I didn't realize Especially it was. Especially for this game. Okay. I would have started speed things up. I didn't realize it was going till nine. You should set them up like a record You're not, are you not enjoying the ghostly creepy? I love it, but it's, it, I, you know me and my ADD. It's like, ah, uh, okay, it's taking too long. <laughs> I like this. It's good. I do love it. All right, just, so she's grappled. I don't right. want to get, keep so getting My tree, it's her turn. So she is grabbing her right now. And I'm going to command her. If you, if you want, you can do an athletics check too to restrain her and hold her on the ground where she cannot move and cannot attack. Okay. But I'm not Or you can it. command her, and command is only one word ban. Command is stop or freeze. Freeze. And all she's going to do is stop for one round. No, isn't it continued concentration? For command? One MD. One round. One round. Yep, one round. Alright, I need a note. Um, I, I'm really bad at athletics. So. We take this music file. Background? Yeah. That's your escape. It's uh. No, the uh, the, the song. Oh, I just googled Shimshan's nursery rhyme. Oh, really? And this guy put on Reddit. And he created it. Really good. Dude, it's super creepy. And he didn't finish it. Yeah, he did. So then, oh, why so didn't we listen it? Why didn't we listen? Huh? Why are we not listening to the end of the song? Because we have to finish the nursery rhyme. I don't think it's in the song. Maybe you'll find out. Maybe, maybe he's not playing at all. We need to sing the whole speed. Alright, right, I guess I'll doing? try to restrain her. Alright, athletics check. So you have, give me an athletics check to you with disadvantage because she's already grappling you. Oh yeah, that's a four. That's a five, all those together. Five. Seven. Yeah. Barely. You like pounce on her. You like <laughs> pull her down. Alright, give me, it's your turn. Yes. So you can try to break out of the athletics check, what you're going to do. Yeah, so, whoever's, both of you guys, give me another athletics check. Me? Yep. Not you, not you. Uh, oh, not me. Okay. All right, so 12 for me. 15. Nine. Right. Nope, she got it. So you hold her down still. Now give me a charisma save. Come on. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Four. All right, so Alessandra, it's your turn. You want to jump on there and grapple her too? Yeah. <laughs> so all of you guys are on top of her. Let's see if she's able to pry you guys off. So we'll speed up here every round. So give me an athletic check and everybody else give me an athletic check. Ooh, that's 17. 17. Eight. 20. <laughs> All right. Council is able to keep it down. <gasps> 23. 23. All right. So give me a charisma saving throw. Oh, God. Finally. 17. All right. So finally. <laughs> You're laying there, and you're like, I'm going to kill you all, but I really want to, but I really want to. 
<laughs> Finally, you kind of laid her for a second and you're like, Oh no, I'm so <laughs> sorry. And I look at her. <laughs> oh my eyes. And I look at her and I go, You good? <laughs> hear this door open and crying coming from down the hallway. She was in his room? I don't like that. That's not appropriate. That's inappropriate. Very Melba appears in the doorway, blood splattered on her face and down the front of her clothes. She's shaking with wide eyes and holding a large square book that has blood on the corner of its metal spine. The book. We need the book. I think that kid just killed that bird. That's fine. We need the book. <laughs> Congratulations. The bird. That's good. I'm glad the kid, yeah. the kid killed the bird. Let's One less person it. to question right now. Right. Oh, we're horrible. <laughs> let's just get the book. We're going to get out of here. We got to go get that book. Okay. You guys Fair can enough. comfort and I'll, we'll take the book and read. Yeah. You get the book. So the book is actually, it is a music box. So, you, you guys are holding this book, and you can tell it's metallic in substance. Like, you guys open it up? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you open it up, uh, and it looks like... Uh, Ears? Uh, Is it like one of those musical jewelry box things, where there's something turning and singing inside? Oh, Lord. Maybe it'll be the end. Looks like that. Oh, like a oh. pop-up? Yeah. Pop-up music yeah. book. Okay, so maybe it has the end of the nursery rhyme. So... You start messing with it, and you start looking at it, and you realize that there's damage, um, so it, it starts playing the tune. There's a little ding, 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 ding thing in the middle. It starts playing the tune, and it skips near the end and starts all over again. Okay. It's the same as the truth for the pop-up scene that plays out when the book is open. So each scene is actually moving. Each one of these scenes is moving, except for this scene right here. Which is what? You can't tell, really. It's a little girl, like this, and you see a ghost kind of like stuck underneath something. Mend it. Mending. All right, so the damage to the exterior of the box is immediately noticeable to anybody that inspects it. Um, you're just going to do mending? Well, should I? Should I analyze it first to see if it's going to be okay to bend it this thing? Should I analyze contraption first? Do you, you got to figure out how to fix it? Maybe. Maybe it's not a bad idea. Is that right? Some state of mind? Crazy lady? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know anymore. You were my best friend. I don't even know. <laughs> no, this shit's the end. Tomorrow, I'm so disappointed in you. Crazy little shit. <laughs> Now somebody play All right. the piano. I, I'm gonna. I'd like to analyze the contraption first. Okay. Before I go in. Give me a concentration check. Nice. Concentration. Uh, so that's plus four for constitution. That's sixteen. Okay. You're good. So you analyze it, and yeah, you realize that um, anybody with jeweler's tools or tinker's to make the thing continue to play the entire song. So you're, you're skipping at the end. 
and it starts all over again. And you hear the voice going through it, and the voice is not coming from this. It's, no, it's going it's from the echoing throughout. Yeah, it's echoing throughout the entire building. Um, so when the cylinder turns, narrow bits of metal pluck the pegs to produce the notes of the melody. The cylinder is sitting askew, which prevents it from working properly. Um, you can try to fix the music box. If you want? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna fix it. I both have tinkers tools and mending. Okay. And we can pull the bananas, or. Yep. So. Oh yeah, that's a 19 plus my. Alright. What are you guys doing with that? 22. I think we're probably still right <laughs> I mean, we can bring it to the room if we need to. Lay it to. right down on the floor and start. Messing with it, or do you yeah. want a table, or we've got a light source, or do we need to go over there to the big table? Well, we, want, we need a light source to fix that. Okay. There's lightning bugs over there. All right, should we do it on the big table then? Yeah. All right. All right. Everybody, so, put your kickers over there. Is the bird dead? Is the kangaroo dead? Everybody, go check on. No. I'll Somebody check, check on, on the bird. Are we dead? So. Let me grab the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back and check on them real quick. Are you screaming? Take a look in the room and see what's actually there. So I look there. before I come back and look out with them. What do I see? This room is crawling with wingless larval fireflies. Hundreds of these tiny glowworms cling to every surface, shedding light throughout. A canvas hammock hangs between two pillars near the center of the room. An engraving of a goat wearing a crown leans against the north wall. North wall. So the wall is pretty. Against the far wall is crinkled, slumped form. The silence in the room is interrupted periodically by her ragged breaths. Oh no! <coughs> yeah, that, she's bleeding from the feathers. I'm gonna heal her. Okay, go ahead and use this spell slot. Yeah. Meanwhile, you guys are doing this, so your first check is successful. As you try to fix the music box, you hear Shenshine's maddening whispers in your head. Give me a intelligence saving throw. Oh, this, is this against magic? Should I find out how no. much I heal her for? Yeah, go ahead. Intelligence? Oh, God, so we're going to do that. 13 plus 8, 21. Alright, so you take 7 psychic damage. So that's a 21? Dang. Yep. Jeez, 7? Yep. And. You fixed one of the, the pins on it. There are two other pins you need to fix. Um, 13. She pops back in the life. And as you, you kind of look around the room, you notice that um, there's a bit of a, a sliding door in the north. See where the block is on the other side of the door right there? It's like a sliding kind of door that's part of the bottom of the inch open. It looks like a secret door. Here. All right. I'm gonna quickly drink my greater healing potion, so I don't know if I can take that again. Okay. Um, was it two? Did she give me travel by yourself? Probably not. But I'm a little <laughs> damaged. Greater healing potion. And then yeah, it's a greater. It's at forty-four. Forty-four plus four. Yep. So no, yeah, you guys bailed enough mitre in the room by yourself. So you see, um, a semicircular gap with a north wall meets the west wall. You see some sporadic glowing from that little thing too. You put your finger in this hole and you slide this panel over to the side. 
to reveal a bank of small storage spaces. Three? Um, yeah. The spaces contain the following items. An amber ring. An ornate curved dagger. A set of four intricately shaped glass bottles. And two potions. What kind of potions? You don't know. Can I take the time to drink one of my potions if I have one? Nope, you just spent time searching the room. So next round. Alright, so use an action to drink a potion. Alright, what are you guys doing? I realized that she went back, so I want to go make sure she's safe. Alright, so now I should start moving the figure. So, move 30 feet, or 30 feet, 30 feet, 10, 20, 25, 30, you're in the stairwell. What are you doing, Kelsey? Um, she's fixing that. There's not really anything I can do. Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere. And she's safe doing that. There's nobody trying. These two aren't trying to like, nope. pull anything. Elby's like, yeah. she's crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't sure. I it wasn't me doing it. It's okay, little girl. <laughs> Try to pat you on the head. Yeah. Just in case somebody tries to. Oh. She crazy again. Yeah. I left you. I left I know, you go. I don't blame you. Because I don't have any mending skills, so I'm kind of at a loss at the moment. But yep, I'm just kind of hanging out. Are you in defense? Yep. Just keeping my eyes peeled. I'm sure that's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 All right. Next round up. I know what I'm going to do. Should I? Alright, so. I'm gonna come back. Didn't she have right. dash? Did she yeah, have the 60? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So she could have initially yeah. run 50, 30, 45, 40. Alright, so, so now, so we'll, now we'll do the round again. So, top of the round, so keep on going. 20, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. So you're okay. in between here. Kelsey, you're just hanging out, right? Yep. Alright, my tree. I am going to channel divinity to heal both me and Bird. Birdman's only heal. Birdman's bird goes to full heal. Okay. You healed her like 18 you have to take one right or the other home? It was uh, 15. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um then I'm gonna heal myself. Alright, give me a concentration check. Alright, good. Remember, if it's ten or higher, you say. Okay. Okay. Um, so go ahead, so, channel divinity. Well, I'm not going to channel divinity for just myself. That would be a waste. Just do whatever you want to do. So I'm going to cure my own. So you're standing there, or you're going to do something else? So you're running down the hall. Uh, I hear running down the hall. That's her. Yeah. But you don't know that you're in the corner. Yeah. Who's there? It's me. Just let me heal myself first. Mm -hmm. All right, Maeve. Check. Check. And that's a 18 plus right. 3 is 21. Ping. You fix another one. Wait, give me another uh, saving throw, though. Uh, intelligent saving throw, yep. So should I pick what else I'm doing? 8, 14. 
So you're hanging out. My tree. Yeah. You're just talking to the Kenku. Yeah, we're interrogating Kenku. Okay. Right, Maeve. 17 plus 3, 20. All right. 20. Ding! Fix you that. fix the music box. Give me another intelligence saving throw. 16. Okay. Right. Uh, 7 psychic damage. Okay. Book's trying to kill me. 7. Alright. I'm trying to weed from the nose. The silent feels. Thank you. How's it feel? It feels good. <laughs> it feels good. I'm not even there to add it to that. I'm good. Thank you for the twenty-four. Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, take from the before I eat more. Eat more. Man, no. I left like half the bag's gone in me. It was us too. Mineral oil. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it's not good. Check the ingredients. It can't be good for you. No. 
You guys hear this? So you repair the book. Can everybody hear it? Yep. Oh, wait. see what the last scene of the book is there too? Yes. So, you watch. Once fixed, the music box plays its tune to the end. As it does so, the words of the rhyme's final stanza, stanza form the character's minds. The scene played out in the book also continues to its conclusion showing a tiny represent representation of Shemshine being crushed beneath a millstone. Crushed beneath a millstone. The rhyme is Where the hell? Oh. See a daughter grinding grain. Wish a spirit's time was through. Wait, wait, wait. She writes faster. Yeah. See a daughter grinding grain. Wish the spirit's time was through. Uh -huh. Trap set for the shadow bane. Her millstone killed it true. Everybody give me a concentration check. Thirteen. Five. What are we adding? Constitution. Seventeen. Eleven. Okay, not to be so sad. Everybody <laughs> passed except for one person. Yeah, that's me. I'm done. All right. Now, everybody, give me, everybody, by the book, give me a perception check with disadvantage. That would be you. Oh. Oh, fudge. I rolled a two and a three, so. Yeah. I do it in nine. Nine? All right. Yeah. So. Let's put them all in there. I keep rolling back, Rose. The book trembles, and its mechanical inner workings squeal to a halt for a moment before whirring back to life. You hear clicks, and shadows burst forth from the book like steam from a kettle, collecting along the ceiling until wisps of darkness outline a vague humanoid figure. Meanwhile, the scenes inside the book transform, creating an entirely new picture that includes tiny cut-out figures of yourselves. Oh, no. oh. 
That's not what you <laughs> thought yesterday. Not for fun's sake. What he bought yesterday was worse. Really? That might be what we're talking about. Oh, God. All right. You two give me an insight check. That's by the book. Insight? 16. Six. All right. Wait. I rolled the wrong dice. Oh, they're in the outcast. That's right. <laughs> 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 it's a long time. Get them out. They're in the outhouse. Too much in there. Okay. Three. <laughs> That's why they're in there. Get back in there. Yeah. You <laughs> shit show dice. Oh. All right. So. You are not surprised, but you are surprised. So this thing pops out of the book right in front of you, and right away, well, mm, yep, yeah, I guess so. You're not grappling anymore, so you can take that off. And this big shadowy figure points at both of you. And it whispers something like strange and some strange whispering like the voice that you've been hearing this whole entire time. Kill each other. Give me both of you give me a wisdom saving throw. Um, you have advantage because you weren't surprised. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, it's fine. Okay. What did you get, Kelsey? Five. Alright. So you immediately pull your sword out. And start charging towards Maeve. Uh, I don't have a lot of hit points left. I dropped well, like damage. I have terrible crows. I don't know how to see you. Yes. Kelsey, go ahead and roll to attack. You get one attack. You're going to the library again. You're using your reaction to attack, so make one melee attack. A one. <laughs> I rolled a one. Right. So you're actually trying to climb across this table. You get to her and you kind of fall flat in your face right in front of her. There we go. Oh, see, I told you. <laughs> All right. All right. Alessandra, you guys are still in that room hanging out. I mean, should we still be in a room hanging out? We need to leave to figure out what's going on. Oh, well, you guys were talking to the Kenku. Yeah. yeah. We're talking to. But at the same Burton. time, we don't want to be susceptible to. You don't even know what's going you on. You guys are there talking right to Crinkle. Crinkle's like, as we say. Oh no. yeah, he did say that he stole. Don't tell, don't tell that better. I'm so sorry. So why did you take this? Both of you give me an insight check. I still have brain damage. <laughs> Seventeen. Fourteen. So you both kind of stop and go. The music stops. And then it kind of just gets quiet for a second, and then, like, it's like, blows your eardrums. Like, it gets really loud all of a sudden. You're like, something happened. We gotta go find them. Yeah. What the, what the heck has happened? Yeah. I'm gonna dash. Yeah. Take all that stuff yet. in the closet we found, the ring and stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, Alessandra, go ahead and move back towards 60 feet if you're dashing. All right, Kelsey, you're up. You're back to your senses again. And there's oh. this giant, um, shadowy guy standing next to you. Uh, let's see. <laughs> that was true. 
Oh, I'm sorry, no, 11. Yeah. Yeah. What about my second attack? Can I try that? Good. Sure. Uh, oh, good, 21. 21 hits. My scimitar. Okay. My tree, you're up. My tree, you can just start moving it. Do I roll for damage? Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. Two. Two all together? Yeah. Well, well, it's two, the 1d6 plus... Okay, it's your offhand, so... Yeah. But you get three attacks now, so you get one attack, one attack, oh. one attack. So then I'm going to so, attempt to hit again with my longsword. You said that was two damage, though? Yep. And she, you're trying to hit the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently I'm back to my senses because I tripped and fell on my face, so now I can... Good. Okay. That's good. So let's see. Natural one. That was right. give me that dice. <laughs> so you are falling, you have prone. You're soft prone. You're on the ground there. Here, here. I'll put her in the octopus. Yeah. Put figure, put Kelsey's That's figure my, prone. One of my favorites. Prone, right in front of, I'll just tip her figure down. You're prone. You slip and fall. Okay. All right, Maeve, you are pretty pissed off. This thing has been messing dice. with you for a while, and yeah. now there is an ultimate rate. It. It's up on a three foot table. <laughs> right, I'm gonna get up there with it because yeah. I'll call you. Three feet. <laughs> <laughs> you jump on a chair yeah. and jump up next I'll to it. I'll jump up. Yeah, I'll jump from the table up from the chair to the table. Right, you were up there. All right, All right. swing away, batter. Okay. Swing. Mm -hmm. Of course, I rolled a three. Oh no, it's catching. Okay. Arts. That's your first attack. Mm -hmm. Oh right, I get two. Yay. Yeah, and that's a one. What? <laughs> right. You fall off the table. You fall off the table prone. All right. Meanwhile, you grab your daughter and runs off this way. Just coming this way. You start, you start screaming. He's like, it's a monster, it's a shadow monster. So he's running away with his kid. Um, but now it's my turn. So oh, no. he looks at, let's see, I got two of you there. We're both on the ground. Right there. Yeah, let's see here. He looks at both of you. Who would he, he's pretty smart. Who would you rather take out in the first turn? Um, he didn't see any weapons with you. He sees you with your weapons, so he kind of focuses on you. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. Six. All right. So you just hear the song play in your mind on like max volume. So that's not bad. 
that. You only take 13 points of psychic damage. I should have some combat music. I don't have very much combat music. Alright, so that was his turn. Um, Can you do me? I'm still running. Yep, Alessandra, you're up. I'm still running. I can't reach, but I'm at the stairwell, I guess. 60 feet. Too much swords. Me falling to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. All right, so Alessandra's moved. Kelsey, you're up. You are prone on the ground. You got blasted in the mind. Yep, I guess I'll hop back on my feet and have at it. All right, go for it. Well, first, here. Okay. And I will try and hit him with my long sword. All right, go for it. Gosh darn it. Ugh. 11, no, 12. 12 misses. Your sword whooshes right through the shadowy substance of his body. Alright, now my offhand, my sweetheart. Oh, much better. 21. 21 is. So that's. Two. Okay. Last attack. And then my third. 11. Okay, 11 misses. Alright, you're just whooshing through this. Shadowy substance that's made up of your body. It's really, it's really disconcerting. Right? You can't hit this freaking thing, especially because you really want to mess it up. All right, my tree, yeah. you're up next to Alessandra. We're saying, right? Yep. Hi, Maeve. I'm up. You're up. All right. You stand up. Yep. I'm gonna stand up. Come back up there. Ah! Oops. Sorry. Ah! Sorry. It was your gimpy finger. Why can you get me a cookie? Thank you. Come back up there with my movement. Right. Two punches. Yep. Uh, six plus eight, fourteen. Fourteen just barely hits. All right. So five, eight points of thunder damage. All right. Thunder damage. thunder damage. Thunder uh, damage. They get disadvantage on their next attack roll. Okay. And then attack. That's 14 again. Okay. And that's the exact same thing again. Eight points of damage. Okay. And damage. All right. So that was Maeve. All right, my turn. So he's standing in front of you. Let's see if this recharges. It does not. All right. So he just he doesn't understand exactly what the hell he just did to him. But he is going to um, reach out and touch you. So he has disadvantage. 
And his his shadowy body starts to coil forward to try to, to attack you. Mm-hmm. And you are, yeah, you are instinctively going, yep, nah, it's not going to happen. And you start backing away slowly, and you're able to avoid his touch. Okay, Alessandra? Well, because I think that with our swords, it's just going to keep going through him, so maybe he can run. So I want to light my sword on fire and try to Alright, so you're doing your right, so you take d4 damage to yourself, right? Yeah. So now you do d4 damage, just roll d4. Which one? The pyramid looking one. Yeah. Yep. Alright, and this that's, one? No, just roll the d4 first, so that's how much damage you take. So now you also deal an extra d4 one. damage, right? So you take one damage. How's everybody called? And now you deal an extra d4 of fire damage every time you hit. So roll with your first attack. Yep. Plus strength or no? Nope, just whatever it's plus. 17, so 17 hits. So roll your damage for your weapon and plus that d4 pyramid of fire damage. This is three, this is 16. Plus. No, not the d20. Oh, okay. Rick, can you help her? The oh, damage dice for her sword. Whichever your sword is that you usually hit him with. Hold on. Probably d8. Or d6. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're a short sword, 1d6 plus 3. So, d6. Alright. No, but this so, what, what was a d4 though? You do have to three. Three. Alright, so now. Five. Five. Alright, so that's eight. Eight. Plus three, three. three, so eleven damage. Nice. That was your figure first attack. I only gave him two damage. <laughs> okay, go ahead and attack again. Now with your right, now with your crimson right, whatever we picked tonight, it stays lit. Yeah, but you have to use a bonus action to mark him. If you mark him, he takes double damage from your blood damage. So you want as a bonus action to mark him? Yeah. Okay. Now he's marked. So now your next attack, if you hit, you do 2d4 damage. Nope. So roll to attack first. So you got to hit him first, and then you damage him. Nope. That's the big one. Yep. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. So now roll your six-sided dice. Yep. The square one and the... The pyramid one twice. That's six and one. Six and one. And then. The pyramid dies by itself. Oh, there we go. Time all up. Oh. Eleven. Plus whatever damage your sword does. Right, which was. This one? Oh, right? Yeah, your main sword. My main sword? That would be. Yeah, this one. Should say 1d6 plus something. Yeah, 1d6 plus 3. Okay, so plus 3 to whatever you just added up. I think it was like 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. Ah, We'll get it. There's too many dice like rolling here. Yeah, too much math. (laughs) You need some more dice. You got some big dice. It'll take up a lot of your room. You just need some baby dices. Baby dices. Alright, so your sword, so you take your sword, you do your right of path, right of blood, you slice your hand open, blood starts pouring down your blade, 
and then you whip it with your with lights on fire, and immediately your your wound heals up. And you slice through this thing, and you can see parts of his body catch on fire a little bit. And then you point at him, and you go, "You will die tonight, because you are a ghost slayer. So you have special damage to undead. I think. I don't know. Yeah. You have to read your sheet." Yeah, I am a ghost slayer. So you kind of point your sword at him again, and you you like you focus on it, and the flame gets hotter and brighter. And you bring it back around for a backhand strike, and if it cuts through his chest, you see more of the smoke kind of dissipate a little bit. Move your fingers closer to the actual battle, please. And read up on your character sheet because well, don't push him on the table. You can stand in front of the table and put him back where he is. Yeah. Uh, they're dancing on the table. So read your character sheet because I think maybe you do something extra to undead. I'm not positive. I think so. It just says uh, damage to undead. Oh, wisdom mod for damage to undead. That's what it says. So you do an extra wisdom mod to the undead. Yeah. And then, What's your wisdom modifier? Where is that? Yeah. The top is bottom. Bottom. Plus. 14. Oh, uh, 14. Plus what? Two. Plus two, so every time you hit him, you do plus two damage. So technically, you would have done an extra four damage. Okay, so just read all your description, read your class description, and we'll come back to you in a second. Kelsey. Well, since I saw the fire kind of worked, I have my searing smite. Okay. So I can, I'm going to cast that on my longsword, so I'm going to try and hit him with that so I can cause extra damage. Okay, so as a bonus action, you lift up your longsword and you somehow this blood aspect that you follow as a death knight, as a dark knight, you roll your sword and it starts to, to, to spark and your ruins light up on fire. So now I have to hold something. Yeah. So even if you miss, it's still active on your weapon for you to hit 11... 11 total? Yeah. Right, 11 misses. So you guys are getting crowded around him now, so you're kind of trying to be careful with your shots. My offhand centaur will try the other. Okay. That but, hits. But that doesn't have the Brandon Smite on it. No, this okay. one's just basic um, specs. Okay. How much damage? Uh, 21 and. Three. Three damage? And then I'm going to attempt. Can I do my third action, or was that the. Smite that I oh, you know what? Your bonus action sword, your offhand sword, you don't get to use because you used your bonus action to cast and smite. So your bonus so action is your offhand. So one of my three actions was one of my cast here and smite, and then I hit him, tried to hit him with it. So and I get two. Nope. So your action is attacking. Yeah. So you get two attacks on an attack action right now with your main hand, with your big sword. Yeah. When you're attacking. You can use a bonus action to hit him with your offhand weapon. But you just use your bonus action to use your radiant or to do blind or to smearing smite. Smear smite. So I get another chance to So we're going to say that you hit him on a second attack with smearing smite. So do your smearing smite uh, damage. Seems... And tell me that reroll the damage for your longsword and for the smearing smite. So roll damage that you hit him. Okay. So that's one... And then add smearing smite damage. Okay. Eight, nine, and ten. Ten total? Yep. 
All right. Yep. You you're, you have this radiant fire going up, which is weird since you're a dark knight, that knight kind of person. It's weird to see your your long sword start sparking, your wounds come on the come to, come to light and start burning. You can see this the sweltering marks, the sweltering waves of heat coming from your sword. But as you cut through him, the rune's gonna impart that heat into his body. You see it cut a little deeper than normal. Alright, so that was Kelsey. Good question. Oh, it's your turn. Yeah, but I was waiting until my turn. Okay, you're up. Um, my question. So what is the difference between channel divinity and channel divinity from this divine power? There's no question. They're, they're, they're so different. I can do them twice. Yeah, but no, you, can, you can channel divinity twice per long rest or whatever. Twice Short per rest. That's it. Okay. So you can do one or the other or both or whatever, but you can only do two times. Okay. Also, what is uh, CR, faster or lower? Uh, it's going to be a challenge rating of half or lower. Half of what? Challenge ratings go uh, like one quarter, which are like a goblin or something like a kobold, a little weak guy. A half would be like a dog. Um, one would be like a wolf or a bear. It's a challenge rating, how, how, how powerful they are. Okay. So this guy would obviously be much more powerful. Probably, yeah. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is channel divinity, and I'm going to heal all of us, because you heal a happier hit point. Did you have to touch them? Touch them? Um, it doesn't say that. I'm pretty sure you have to touch them, because that, that would be a super powerful heal. Channel divinity. I can heal any creature within 30 feet of me. So any creature, not all creatures. Any creature. You take one creature. Thirty feet of me. You take one creature within thirty feet. Up to half their maximum hit points. Mm -hmm. I divide that number of hit points among the creatures as I see fit. Read to me again, please. This is channel divinity preserve life, and then it says twenty-five hit points in a little bracket. Um, it says player handbook page sixty. Yep, I'm opening it right now. action, I can heal any creature within 30 feet of me up to half their maximum hit points. I I divide the number of hit points among the creatures as I see fit. Life domain. Wifey domain. Preserve life. As an Restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Any creatures within 30 feet of you, divide those hit points among them. This feature can restore a creature no more than half of its hit point maximum. Okay? Any wow. creatures within 30 feet. You divide those hit points among them. So you can heal hit points equal to five times your cleric level. So what's your level? Fifth? So you can heal 25 hit points to whoever you want. But that's that's your pool of hit points. It's a little pool of 25 hit points. So you can point at her what your hit points will be. So 33. Max. 33? Yeah. So you can only heal a max of 16 to her. Okay. Out of your 25. 25. Yep. Okay. So you can heal 16 to her and then still have 9 left to give to her or you her. Need or how her. many? I'm, so to get to half or? No, no. she can only heal 16 how max. How many are you down? Max me. I'm, I mean, I'm down to 12 out of 33. So you're. So she would need 21, but you can only heal her 16. So, I'm only 16. down. I'm only down three. I'll heal you 16. 16 for her. Oh, 
Awesome, thank you. And then, um, that means I have nine left, right? Yep. So I will. She's down three. You're down how many? I'm down fifteen. So I'm gonna give you the rest of the nine because I'm a healer. Okay. Yeah, there you That's go. Good job. You needed some though, didn't you? I do, but I'm a healer and I'm not engaging in this battle like you two are. Okay. Good job, Rick. Thank you. That was huge. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a game changer for me. All right, and you are out of combat right there, so you're not in melee. So no. Yeah. Right. Maybe? I will have you know, I have not told the dead once tonight. <laughs> All right, you're up, Maeve. All right, two punches. Two punches. So I roll at the same time? Yeah, fine. Kick ass. Oh my fudge. One and a three. I don't think no one's going to hit. All right, you fall off the table again. Jeez Louise. <laughs> no, sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> this table is cursed. I'm like punching her every single time, and this guy, I'm like, whip. <laughs> All of the table forms. Alright, so let's see if this thing is. And I just go like this. Well, so she's balancing on this big table. The table's so intimidating to her. Yeah. Because she's intimidated by tables. Alright. Right. <laughs> um, they're too high. Let's see who's hitting. So you and you give me wisdom saving throw. Uh D20. Sixteen. All right, you are able to fight the crazy rhyme in your body. Twenty-five. All right, you both are able to keep pointing your bows. Wait, your resistance? What is? You're adding your modifier over here, right? Not up oh, here. For saving throw? Yeah. No, you have your saving throw or saving throw. Okay, so then yeah, you're right. So. Remember when he pointed at you and told you to attack somebody else? No, that was for... Yeah, I'm saying you guys felt it or whatever. Yeah. So he points at you again and tries to get you guys to attack each other. And you guys just have totally ruled out the, the book, which is still playing the song over and over again, by the way. Where is there a mill? Keep on playing. <laughs> All right? All right, Alessandra, you're up. You still got the flaming swordy. Am I trying to attack her or no? Nope. Okay. Save. So I'm going to... Attack him again. Um, it's still my thing is still lit, so I don't have to. Yep. Hit him again. So attack again. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Yeah. Roll damage. Four. So that's one. So you gotta roll it twice, and you gotta roll the d six. Boom. Add it. Eleven. Eleven plus whatever it is next to the D six for the sword. Alright, right here. That is fourteen. Fourteen damage. <coughs> so So Alessandra, you take your sword and you do extra damage, right? The undead or no? Yes, actually. Okay. So this and I learned, sword and I know more about them actually. Okay. So your sword slices right through him, like right through his midsection, and you see him kind of go, and smoke starts to kind of dissipate like this, and it disappears for a second. And you guys are like, and the, the book goes, and you're like, and back for, for a second, you're like, we did it, we did it, and then the book starts going, 
and starts playing the song again, and you see the smoke start to swirl again. And one key part of the song is now playing over and over again. The last verse. The end. The verse. And you see him come back, and you see him, his eyes go kind of red, and he starts laughing. Like, you can't be rid of me! Sing my song. Give me a concentration check. I don't want to. Everybody? Everybody. 19. Everybody in the club. Eight. Eight? Alright, so you are distracted this turn. You lose a turn. Fourteen. Good. You roll less than a ten, you're distracted. You lose a turn. Alright, so you just that just means you lose your second back. Okay, because you got two attacks. So he reforms right where he was at. He looks a little thinner, like the shadowy substance is not as thick, but he's still there. That so. means that we are doing something. Maybe. Kelsey? Well. I'm trying to think how we can crush this darn music book thing. I am planning on throwing a chromatic orb at it, and I'm trying to figure out whether I should fire or so didn't we, didn't it say finish the song and didn't they tell us to finish the song? Do we have to verbally finish the song? Maybe. Are we supposed it. to sing it? I'll Maybe. sing it. Maybe. Let's try and yell it out. See a daughter grinding yeah. rain. Which the spirits times through cast up what the shadow gave from Nelson. He spins around, looks at you, and goes, Yeah. Do it again. Did we sing the whole song? Yeah. Daughter, <laughs> it doesn't look like he's in any kind of pain. Traps he just doesn't like the end of the song. He just doesn't like the song. Now you're going to focus his attacks on you. Oh, oh I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> see what are you doing? Um, I guess I'll just attack it for now. I mean, I don't know where we're supposed to go to describe well, it. I mean, where are we going to find some millstone? Well, there's that goat thing. What was oh. in the kitchen? Was there something in the kitchen? I don't know. I still, yeah. It was always fun. I never did get it. Maybe there's no stuff. Everybody give me an insight check. That goat has 150 pounds. Crush it under that. Oh, God. Dang it. 18. Nine. Three. I'm not. I'm sorry. What'd you roll? Nine. Eight. Three. Eighteen. So, you're like, alright. So you're thinking, you're, you're singing the words, so listen to the words, analyze the words of the song. Statue? The song has a whole thing. You squish him? He's on the table. Squish him with the statue? Oh, not. Set for the shadow thing. Pull down yeah. the statue on top of him. He's a shark beater? Yeah. Thing. Traps. Millstone. Keep going. Okay. So, so what's a millstone? Kelsey, explain it. Describe it to me. So what is a millstone? Stone to grind grain on. Okay. So I'm going to show you again now the picture that was in the book. Because now it's not there anymore. Now it's a picture of you guys fighting him. What does the picture look like? I can't see. Oh, it looks 
you see the picture all the way at the end? It looks like a grinder that's grinding. Mm-hmm. Right. So where is that in What does that look like? Well, what is that very similar to? I'll give it to Maeve. It's similar to getting crushed by something. Yeah, I just said, let's pick up a ghost statue. Then bring the statue down on top of the table. He's, he's on top of the table. Yeah, but there's that goat head thing in there. But that's just too the far. Goat right? head is way the hell over there. Is to take that radar down. Okay. Somebody go up the stairs. And I've got lightning lure. Let's see if I can grab that. Oh. You have lightning lure too? Yes. There you go. Get on your side of that. Goes. Well, can I create a spiritual weapon? You can create a spiritual weapon, but. To crush it with? So you're insightful, and your blonde kind of Stop fades away for a second, and you go, a millstone is really, really heavy. Something heavy needs to crush him, and we need to pin him and crush him down with something really big and heavy. Like a stone table, or a giant statue, or a bookshelf, maybe. They're all over. Okay, just we need, us, we need a stone, though. It needs to be a millstone. No, it doesn't. Darth Vader. It could also that be a millstone. That is weird that Darth Vader's like right on the edge of that thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so who's strong? Run up the stairs and I'm push him down. I've got shatter to shatter the shelf, like just creates damage. All right. Like, so that was Alessandra's turn, right? Don't see you just we're going to attack him or what we're doing. Okay. Well, I guess I might change my mind now and maybe try and use. Well, so Ricky's the only one that realizes that right now. And I oh. say, we got a question on something heavy. Darth Vader, let me cast Lightning Lord. Pull the <laughs> yes. stone down on top of him. Okay. So you got to get up on the table next to him. Alrighty. Because your range for Lightning Lord is 10 feet. Yeah. You got to get up there and. Press that foot. Crush that foot. Oh, my little speed is. Here's mine. I think it is. So get up on that table. And Am I close know. enough? Get a point. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. It broke your dice box. Alright. Alrighty. Well, so, was, I guess. That one I so, Lady Laura, I don't know if that's an attack. Well, it's a saving throw. Is it an attack? Actually, you know what? I don't know if that's going to work because it's one creature I see save or hold 10 feet to me. Nope. I'll play. I'll give it to you. And you can use your rune. Yep. If you'd like, and I'll have this advantage on my strength check. Yep, that works for me. Let's do that. All right. So Kelsey gets up there, and you see her her rune sword that was fiery a minute ago. She looks down at it, and she kind of like goes like this. You see one of the main runes flare to life and just sizzle away. Because now you have to redo the rune. Okay, so it's about like tangle to recharge it. Actually, I don't think it's making runes. So to recharge on the short rest. Mm-hmm. So you see her kind of do this number and her sword starts to arc with this black lightning. And she points it at the, the statue and she just grabs it with two hands. Yeah, it's really hard. And you see the statue. Oh, that's a 20. I thought that was a one. I thought, oh, I some design on there. And I'm like, is that a one or 20? And it's on one on the other side. <coughs> Alright, so you hit the statue, it's really heavy. It's like five, six hundred pounds. So it'll be perfect for what you want to do. But you're like, maybe, maybe, So you've got a lock on this thing. But you need help. Yeah. And if it gets to my turn and you're doing this number, then I'm just gonna. Backstab me, yeah. Alright, Mike, what are you doing? I'm gonna help her. 
Okay. Hey, helpers. I'm not very strong, um, but I can. She's not using physical strength right now. She's using like her runic strength. Her death knight power. What kind of power can assist with my strength? That's what I'm looking. So I can't create a spiritual weapon like lasso to like help her pull it down. So I think we've talked about this before. So the spiritual weapon, the weapon, not necessarily a lasso. Lasso to hang someone. A spiritual like, weapon is like an axe or sword. We could strike the, the statue and try to like crush it downwards, like like big club. Yeah, and beat it from the other to, like, side of yeah, it. Yeah, from like the other side of it to like try to get it to fall down. Boomerang. Yeah. Like yeah. a stick. I could try. What, how do I okay. do that? So you're going to cast Spiritual Hammer. Yeah. And you're going to have it appear on the other side of Darth Vader's face. Yes. And you're going to basically punch Darth Vader in the face with your Spiritual Hammer. Yeah. Alright, so go ahead and roll to attack with your Spiritual Hammer. Which is? And then your spell casting modifier to attack. Plus eight. Uh, so 15. Alright, you hit the big non-moving statue right in the head. Alright, so now... As she's pulling. Mm -hmm. Okay, so roll some damage. Okay. Uh, what damage would I be using? We're supposed to hammer. Maybe 1d8, maybe, plus your spellcasting modifier. 1d8 plus 8? I, I don't know, tell me. I, I don't see where spiritual hammer. You just cast Spiritual Hammer, so look at the Spiritual Hammer spell. I cast Spiritual Weapon. Yeah, Spiritual Weapon. 1d8 plus HP plus 1d8. There are two spell weapons. Okay, so 1d8. Five. So you see it kind of, and you see it, and it starts to tip. And you're pulling, and you can feel it coming. But it definitely knocked it. It's pulling. It's coming. Maeve! <laughs> Did that cast Maeve? your lightning there? Did you get up on the other side? Yeah. All right. I hear this, and I'm like, why? Right? So I jump up on the table, and I do lightning lure up on Darth Vader, and I try right. to do the same thing. All right. So it is, so you use the rune, so it's a normal saving throw for me now, right? Trying to saving throw with your DC? Um, you have a disadvantage on the same thing. Oh, wait. That was for yours, I'm saying, yeah. not hers. So 16. Okay, so she goes, how do you do it? Do you out, do of, it? out of my arm. Lightning right. lure. Just kind of like throw lightning, it up right? there. Huh? It's made out of lightning. It's made out of lightning, so throw it up there with my arm. So you kind of shoot yep. Spider-Man kind of thing. Yep. Like <laughs> and it wraps around it, and Ricky's hammer's whacking it in the face. Her pulling on this side, she's pulling on this side. Finally. This thing starts falling. Okay, you guys are all on the table. Yep. Give <laughs> so, like 30 saving throws. Oh, that's pretty good. I got 30 20. Blow it. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's only a. Gosh. Plus, plus zero. See, this is. I can, well, I at least rolled With a 20. With a dirty 20, can I try to push her out of the way? Baby, jump towards me. I jump towards her and try to take her off the, yeah. off the 
tables. Some damage from it. Give me a perception check. Nineteen. You see, so you have a choice on how this goes. You see Shimshine looking at them, looking up, knowing exactly what they're going to do, and going, oh, hell no. I'm not getting crushed. And he looks like he's about to fly away. You have one opportunity as a reaction I'm going to give you, because I saved on my dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. So he would not get crushed. You have an opportunity to grab him and pull him down and either take the place of one of them and take the damage from it falling on you as well and killing him, maybe, getting him stuck in there, uh-huh. or letting him get away and you guys have to continue to fight him. No, let's pull him down. Right. I gotta eat. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm giving you the opportunity. So give me an athletics check. Okay. Yep. Ooh, ooh. The beat the two. Nine. I'm pretty sure you're gonna win. Okay. So you see this, and you've already under you understand the substance of undead because you're ghost there. So you are able to almost take the flame from your sword and just drop the sword, and now you've got the flame in your hand. You grab hold of this essence, this spiritual ghosty muck, whatever it is, mist. And you pull him as he tries to get away. And you saved, right or no? I did, I got 30 So you jump off the table and you push Kelsey out of the way as this thing comes falling down on top of you. So, Shimshine is dead. Yay. You crush Shimshine as it falls down on top of him. You hear this wailing essence. Fl- uh, um, um, flitter out into the rest of the library. The book kind of dink, 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 stops, and the image goes back into the original image of what it originally was. But Arnett is just a normal book now. Um, you hear him wailing, uh, crying as he disappears, um, and he vanishes with the following, and the following occurs. He gets yanked back in the book, and it slams shut, sounding to the music box, and ending the curse. All the music is gone now. Okay. Um, you though take. I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna roll some dice, and we'll see how much damage you take. Oh, that's not bad. 18 points of damage, and you are pinned underneath this thousand-pound statue. Do we have the necessary? God, you I have. I yeah. Yeah. Alright, so they're able to get you out. Okay. Um, you are injured pretty good. Awesome. You can heal her. Um, You're my hero. Thank you. Uh, well, shouldn't I be her hero? Yes, her thank life. you so much. <laughs> I was so confused. You're ever going hero. Now, it's still, we still have this barrier situation we all have, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I got to research. I got to do dagger if you want one. Double dagger now. <laughs> Alright. So. Finale. A couple of things happen. Um, you identify the potions that were in um, the bird guy's room. They are a potion of heroism and a potion of gaseous form. Hmm. Can you check out the kitchen? Maybe he wanted to be 
Each of you gets 1,100 experience points uh, for killing Shoeshine and for completing the quest. Now, each of you gets uh, a, a, they, 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 to give their thanks, that each of you guys get a magic item called a Minor Book of Guidance. It's a little book on a necklace. It's a necklace. And once per long rest, called a Minor Book of Guidance, once per long rest, it's not a tunable, so it's just a book, you can open the book and you will get a plus 10 to any knowledge check. So if you want to know something, once per long rest, you'll get a plus 10 to do that roll. It's got to be knowledge check, though. It's not like, hey, a survival check to track somebody or, you know. What was it called again? The book. Minor Book of Guidance. Minor Book of Guidance. Thank you. Is that something that could be used for, say, researching in a library? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, you guys, the other Ascended that are in the, the library with you are super thankful to you guys. We're like, we're going to help you out as much as we can. What about, uh, yeah, the guy. Edber, I want to. Edber, you bring the ring back to Edber, and he breaks out of the tears. He's like, "I thought I lost it. Um, thank you so much. That's it means the world to me. Um, but to be honest, I don't know what I would do with this." He's like, "I want you to have it," and he gives you the actual whole box. It's a silver filigree box. Um, the ring itself is worth. Fifty gold pieces. The box is worth two hundred gold pieces. So you make some money. Before we leave, I really do want to check out the kitchen. The curved dagger does have a long time. I need to see the special. Yeah. And what about the sword that we found in the wall? What about it? Is that something special? You can spend time identifying. Yeah, identify. It's a short sword plus one. I'll give it to whoever. Do you wants have it. that right now? Yeah, I can. So really quick, yeah. I'm just going to read this stuff to you. Yeah. This is from your research successes. So you learn that a succession of power is the distill. Oh, hold on. Though it can't be destroyed on this plane, it can be banished back to its home plane by a succession of power. You learn that a succession of power is the distilling of the dagger's power by putting it in the hands of those who are destined for greatness. This can only include people that are foretold by oracles and are like to become powerful figures. You learn that in the past, the daughters of Atlas had handled the dagger one at a time and been able to extinguish the dagger's powers. You also learn that the dagger was not completely drained because one of the daughters of Atlas stole it and hid it away in a temple complex far to the northwest. You learn that the daughter at the time was a female mystic, this was before male mystics were banished, who grew evil and succumbed to the dagger's powers. Who she was and what she did are locked away in a secret temple on an island in the middle of Lake Apsu. Ah. So all the way up here, somewhere, is an island where there's a secret temple. What's it called? Lake Apsu? You're writing yeah. it down. Lake Apsu is right up there in the northwest. Um, you learn that only by bringing those who are destined for greatness together at the same time after distilling its powers 
can the artifact be banished, otherwise it will remain on this plane. Lastly, you learn that a very secret group known as the Akashic Knights protect the temple where this evil was allowed to flourish. That's where the Akashic comes in for you, and the twelve hands coming in at the same time to distill it, to destroy it. Yeah. Do you create that for next time? Yep. So the Akashic Knights are are guarding the temple for from evil or because there's evil in it? Because there's evil in it. Okay. And so do we know what that evil is? No. Okay. But it has to do with the female mystic that stole the dagger the first time. We all rested and healed. Can I check out the kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> sure, you're an arcana check. Arcana? Yep. Anybody else want to do anything else before you go? Uh, oh crap. Uh, that's uh, only I that's want to bury the bones. You want to what? I want to give the bones a proper burial. Okay. You do that, you help out with that, and that means a lot to them. You sanctify, sanctify, uh, sanctify the bones. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to bury the bones. Okay. Alright. Tom, it's about this play mat. Also, I want to make sure you say, see you later to our little fanboy. Oh, yeah. What happened to the fanboy? Was He wasn't locked up with us, was he? No, no he was no, fanboy. He was very distraught, though, because he was trying to bring you guys books himself oh. and found out that it was locked, that you guys were locked and cursed. Oh. He was very sad that you guys were cursed. How? Well, we stopped to give him him autographs. Yes. Yeah, selfies yeah. and all around. Yeah. So you notice now, too, that that taint that you could see before. <laughs> Is gone now. Oh, good. The evil energy that you guys all had on you that brought this book back to life yeah. sustained the book, and now that you have put the end of the curse into the book, that taint is gone. No more taint on you. So, was this okay? Yeah, yeah, right. This is yeah. old school. It's all me and Ricky used to play way it back in the day. It was great because we had all this area to look over. I agree, mm -hmm. yeah. And find, we could actually see what we could use. Yes. So yeah. that was an adventure. Was that Candle Peak? Okay. Yeah. I was wondering what book no. you were writing. Uh, that wasn't your own? No. It was so good. I mean, I twisted it a lot. Yeah. But, no. but I created it for the PDF. I love the creative. Nice. I love the creative. There are a couple of pieces of treasure you guys yeah. didn't find, but it's okay. <coughs> Kelsey was about to find it until shit hit the fan. In so that room. I was in her room. That's right. And I think we would have found some other interesting that book with the skull on it. Yes, which is there. what we really needed to know. No, it wasn't in there. Oh. Uh, there was a, a wizard's skull book in there. Oh. So we were not, even with the rest of the research, not able to find that book with the skull? Yeah. I think it's a skull a, book? I think yeah. that book is probably up there. Uh, oh, no. So you guys, did a, you guys did a lot of research, but yeah, the final book? Yeah. yeah the, the one, one that she saw about? is up yeah, there. Exactly. Oh, got it. So they have their own library, and that's what I said. Yeah, no, you are pretty sure that she stole it. Yeah. She bought it up there, and she stole it away from, from um, 